Welcome to the Podscape. What? Ooh, yeah. You understand, baby? Dig it? Let me tell you another thing. First name John, last name Baker. Uh-huh. Brother. Hello and welcome to the Podski. I'm your host, the man of a thousand gimmicks, John Baker. And it is the AEW Revolution Preview Show at episode 34. Hopefully you checked last week's episode, uh, episode 33. And that was the Battle in the Valley Elimination Chamber Review. Make sure you go check that out in the archives. If you need any links or anything like that, you can find them in the bios, on the socials, and all that good jazz. So, um, But we got the three-man booth back again today. We got... Teddy, Theodore Mongoose, and Justin Andretti. Welcome on, boys. How's it going? Yeah, thanks for having me again, John. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're running we're running it back a lot here. So <laughs> uh, before we go any further, I want to give uh, congratulations and shout out to uh, another host of the show, JC. He became a doctor on Friday. He... Uh, defended his dissertation. I watched it, and he is now officially a doctor of thugonomics. He will be returning to the show uh, in a few weeks. We're going to do a 2K23 review show whenever that drops. So uh, be looking out for that. We got some hot shots wrestling news that we're going to drop in there too. So uh, a lot of good stuff with that coming. And uh, but yeah, did you guys have a good week this week? Go ahead, Mongoose. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it was fantastic. Listen, down here in beautiful South Central PA, the sun has taken some. You know, it's been shining some. It's been, you know, it's been tagging in and out a little bit here, especially today. Did the job to some cold rain in the morning, but you know, we rolled through. We had a seventy degree day the other day. A beautiful weekend. Got to take uh, baby mongoose to the park. I uh, got to do some things outside, touch some grass, breathe some fresh air. So no complaints out of my end. Um, re- show related wrestling is not on like on fire in a bad way, but it is churning along. We have news to talk about and things to say and things to speculate on. We have a lot of good shows coming up and uh, just all in all, you know, spring fever. You know, double birds to you, Punxsutawney Phil, out on your back this year. One, two, three. Pin me, pay me. Wrong. Wrong. At least so far, anyways. So deal with that. Almost almost said a bunch of bunch of stringing curse words together for a groundhog. I don't want to bury him that bad. So a, a little self-censorship. So that's what I got going on over here. Give me, give it to me, Andretti. Tell me something good about the about the uh the left coast. Oh, I got lots of good things to say about what's been happening in LA the last couple of days. So we went without power for three and a half days. And then it got so bad that we came down here towards San Diego to my sister-in-law's. So we've been down here for about a day and a half. Um, So my father-in-law and brother-in-law went back last night. And as soon as they got back into town, um, there was a traffic light and more power outages right down the street. So they almost turned around and came right back down here. Um, And then today, my wife found out that one of her coworkers, which lives right down the street from us, lost power. So we don't know how long we're going to be here, but, uh, you know, we all work from home and it's, uh, it's definitely not the easiest thing in the world to be, you know, running around and in, in a different place. And we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get everything done here. So it's, it has not been, uh, it has not been fun to say the, to say the very least. So I don't know how, I don't know how LA, um, 
you know, we grew we grew up in a place that has ten times worse weather than anything LA experienced over the, over the uh, over the past weekend, and to be without power for three and a half days. I mean, there's there's still some people right now that are without power, and we're on the fourth day. I mean, we're we're literally on the fourth day right now, and they're still they're still without power. Um, you know, I, I I don't remember any time ever growing up where we were we were out of power for more than one day, let alone three and a half or four days, pushing into almost five days now here in a couple hours. Um, what are we doing, man? I mean, how, how, I don't know how we're so unprepared. I mean, thank God this wasn't a hurricane I mean, or, or an earthquake. I mean, we'd all be dead right now if there were to be, if, if we were, if we were in an earthquake. So, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunity to get out of there and come down here and get work done and be able to have a slightly functional week with a lot of, you know, a lot of nervous dogs and a lot of, a lot of stress. But other than that, I guess, uh, I guess things are plugging along here. I don't know when we're going to head back, but it'll probably be here in the next couple of days. Man, I'll tell you that. And you know, what's wild is when you, I didn't realize that it was that long. I knew, I knew that you've been, been griping for a few days about it. Um, but I, with my, my current situation, having having the misses and then the uh you know the little one i think i think that me and the missus would be able to get along just fine with without power or anything and i'm not saying that like my quality of life would be good or anything like that but if if my kid had to endure 12 consecutive hours without power i don't i don't know how how we'd function my my house would be lord of the flies dude I would be on a spit. I would be on a spit. She would learn how to make fire and roast a body. And, uh, I, the, you know, Mrs. Mongoose would be turning the spit and I would be there with an apple in my mouth. And, uh, you know, baby Mongoose would be sitting there with a, uh, with a fork and knife ready to eat because I, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine how that would be. And the, the, the thought of my God, I think we lost the longest power outage we've had since she's been born. And, and not only born, but like able to speak and everything has was been like six hours. And you want to talk about like the longest six hours of my life. The best part about that, though, was that we got all of our uh, lanterns and things, um, you know, the electric lanterns, battery powered lanterns and all that. And that was where I had her hold that lantern in front of her face while I sang the uh, Bray Wyatt song that you guys. Uh, <laughs> so that's a video that'll that'll live in infamy with me anyways. I absolutely love that. So that was the one good thing came out of there. But Big up blessings to the LA man. Hope that hope that things turn around soon for you. Well, I mean, here's the thing too. I mean, we my estimate the other day when we were going through the fridge and the freezer is we threw away over a thousand dollars worth of food. Okay, yeah, so that's that, it. That was one. That was one family. We're talking about over a hundred thousand people being powerless for you know three, four, maybe even longer days than that. I mean, what about what happens to the people that have medication yeah. that have to be in the yeah. fridge, man? I mean, what people like that, the elderly and people like that that have to have you know, refrigerated medication for, for everything that they do. I mean, it's, it's just chaos, man. You, you pay the, you pay the power company, you pay the city to take care of these problems, man. And to have, and, and to have prep and to work together with, you know, logistical preparation with other, other, uh, other entities to prep for these kind of things. And it still happens because of a rainstorm. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like we had a hurricane, man, or an earthquake. I mean, we're talking about a rainstorm and it's like, <laughs> how does this happen? Did it get really cold with that rain or was it oh, just it was very cool? I mean, look, I know you you guys are in you guys are in South Central PA and it's it, it, and we all know it's it's colder there than it is out here, but comparatively, it was probably like in the low 40s, mid 40s for for most of those nights. 
Yeah, uh, that's brutal for California. Wow, that's crazy. Not good, man. You know, when, when we we talked to some of the we talked to some of the techs because we saw them standing there waiting by by a downed uh, a downed uh, telephone pole, and the technician said, "We've been sitting here for hours waiting on parts." I mean, can we not call other counties and say, "Hey, man, you know, we ordered the parts. They're not going to be here for two weeks. Whatever. We're going to drive to your county." We'll get the parts from you, use them, and then we'll drive out the the new parts whenever they come in the mail in a couple of days or, or a couple of weeks so we can get this power up for these people. I mean, like you go, the, the crazy thing too, man, is like, we're not talking about, we're not talking about just, just specific areas. We're talking about all over the place. We're talking about affluent neighborhoods, low income neighborhoods. Everybody was affected by this all over the city, man. And it, the, the grid is a complete mess, man. And I know at some point, Mongoose, I'm sure you and I will have a conversation about, you know, the, the big push for electric vehicles and everything else. And if we're if we're even prepared for that with the grid that we have, we've never insulated the damn thing. We don't, well, we don't have no power for this. Right. And that, that's um, it, you just saying that is that's the crazy thing about the, you know, the and look, man, this this isn't the time nor the place for us to go on this kind of hour and a half long tangent, but it should be brought up. That you being in a state that is pushing forward with legislation, I mean, what, what's the, what's the idea? Like twenty thirty for everything to be electric, sure. and, and that I don't, I don't is seven years enough time to get everybody? Because what's the uh, what's the the electrical? Um, oh, what do you call that? Like uh, the impact of a uh, of an EV? It's you know, it's it's multiple refrigerators, right? And so if you're going to have everybody that has a car in many places, you know, many houses are going to have two or three uh, all plugged in at the same time. Good luck. Oh, my gosh. Good luck. There there was a woman. There's a woman down the street who had the capability of driving away to go someplace else when the power went out and it got real cold. She could not leave her car. She couldn't leave in her car because the car was behind an electric gate with no with no manual override. Wow. So, she, so even though I mean she couldn't get out, she couldn't she couldn't leave unless somebody came to pick her up. And it's it's so nuts that we you know we live in the most advanced society. I, I can't say in human history because God only knows what those Atlanteans and things were doing. But we live we live in the most advanced society of the last two thousand years or whatever, right? And so. Um, We've come so far, and it is insane how something so small can shut it all down. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, man, we're not, I mean, we're not like, like you said, we're not talking natural disasters. Like we're talking some weather, and that is horrifying. That is that is beyond horrifying to think it is, about. It is so much more that. precarious than what anybody wants to admit. Oh, Podsky, man, look at the Podski. Look at man, that. You 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 get you get all over the place. You're a deep yeah. homeboy. I love it. We're a one-stop shop for everything you need. Uh, but other news aside from the left coast absolutely sucking this week uh, is that WWE, they are going to go hard and throw a lot of money at AEW Talents this year. That just came out today. Uh, they're saying that they Triple H wants to go really hard at these AEW Talents. They got a lot of contracts coming up this year. Obviously, we've already talked about Kenny. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I think that maybe uh, Hangman might be up on his deal this year. 
I'm not sure who else. Maybe Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs might be as well. I'm not quite sure on the breakdowns, but that's a pretty interesting topic to think about. WWE making a huge push to kind of raid AEW's roster, and it well, doesn't and, seem like it's going the other way anymore. Right. Well, in, in other news, you know, water is wet, grass is yeah. green, sky is blue. Like right. you know, like this this was to be expected. The the I guess the fact that it's news is more so indicative of i don't want to say how shallow the pool is right now for things to talk about um because that you know that'd be one that they just sort of have in the chamber you know like ready ready to go at any point in time um fascinating that 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 managed to uh you know sort of find uh find its head at the water or above the water level whenever you have um what was you know, and this is these are these would be uh, the Brian Alvarez words. But having seen the segments, I completely agree. Two obvious Vince segments in a show yesterday. <laughs> so like, d- buddy, buddy might not be a gorilla, but but homeboy, homeboy's texting. He's texting Paul and, yeah. and put, giving his input. Um, and then you know, obviously we have we have the uh, you know the Sami Zayn house show. We have an AEW show coming up. You had Kenny's interview with Renee Paquette. Uh, so all those things. It's funny that that one may, might manage to find its way up, but I guess that's to be expected at this point in time. Hangman's an interesting one. And, you know, Hangman is interesting because he is, he has a he has the, the homegrown fan base, but dare I say that Adam Hangman Page would work a wonderful WWE style. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he could fit in, I'm not sure. But that corporate machine might be able to make something out of him because Didn't he spit he's, him out once already. You know, they very well could have. Um, but he, the, I, you know, the thing is with him, you know what? I don't know if they did because he was substitute teaching whenever he started wrestling, and I think that he and I might be wrong, but I think the backstory with him was that he was a he was a teacher in Virginia or whatever and wrestled on the sides or on the weekends or whatever, and then made a career out of it by yeah. hopping on with those ROH guys. And then he got sort of spotted or rubbed up to the, to the bull club guys and the elite guys and everything. And then the rest was history, but that's not to say that he didn't go to a tryout or something like that, you know, because so many of those guys did. Yeah. It's really interesting. Cause I think that somebody like a, a hangman page in the, corporate machine would like they would absolutely push him to the moon uh and they they couldn't do the new, the whole noose thing but they could do all of that kind of stuff with him like the cowboy and all that like it would be perfect. I mean, let's let's not let's not forget about the the speculation we've always heard about him not being the easiest person to work with yeah we've heard that too right and but you know the the thing about it the thing with that is is uh that he would uh, how do I say this? He would go from he would go from being a a you know a bigger fish to a small fish in a big pond, and you know I don't know what assimilation would look like there, but you know he's not going to go in there the way that Cody did, yeah. um, you know, and be a, a top guy right away. That being said, you you put a fifteen minute hangman match on Raw, it fit in, you know, like he this isn't this isn't getting Pentagon. Ray Phoenix, you know, you know what I'm saying? This isn't trying to shoehorn one of those types into a raw show where all of a sudden they're going to be chasing around Dana Brooke for the 24 seven title. You I mean, know what I, I mean? 
there's there's very little that comes out of that guy's mouth that sounds believable on a camera and that's my only that's my grievance i i would think would be about him going to the to the big show it, you know it's interesting you say that and john i'm i want to hear your input too because you've i mean you've been along for this whole elite ride but my thing is that i found him the most endearing when and uh, and this was his big story arc was when he was the i can't find myself guy and you know that i'm losing my friends and and everything else and i actually thought that he and i don't know man if that was one of those things where he was able to like take his take himself and crank it up and that's why it worked so well and maybe whenever he's just trying to be you know like i don't want to say tommy tough guy but you know, he can't do a Mox promo to Moxley the way that Moxley can do it. You know, John Moxley can look at the camera, and I know that we're on the audio medium, so you can't see me doing the shoulder thing, but he can do the shoulder thing, and, and he can walk out there, and he could start to make me believe that somebody's about to get their head busted open. And Paige isn't the same, but Paige, I really, really thought that he was awesome as a character, that whenever he did his entire... I'm not sure of anything. Where's my friend's arc? And now that that's over, I just sort of feel like, you know, he's lost. What say you about that? Yeah. So I, I, you literally said exactly what I was going to say. I found him to be the most endearing 100% whenever he was in that totally lost, like, I don't know where I'm at in my friends type deal. I thought that he was at his best right before that kind of like as they were leading into AEW, especially like at all out and I, or all in and, I, and we can't really talk a lot about here on the show I can't believe you said his name on that i'll bleep that out uh but um i thought that whenever he was the uh the other dick wrestler i thought he was really good um just because it was an that interesting was awesome. yeah, yeah that was, was awesome yes he was really good in that role and then he kind of yeah, everyone kind of split and he was the only one left and you were like, I don't know where I'm at. And then he kind of just shuffled through or he didn't know who he was and the whole drinking thing. And then him turning. I thought that was all really, really good. I really, really liked him. And then it, it seems honestly to me and I'm going to sound terrible when I say this, but the whole the whole Dark Order thing killed it for me. They were a bunch of geeks and goons and goobers and they just brought him down to their level and he's never been able to like for me he's never been able to punch back up through he hasn't had anything that's got him back up over the top and i think that's really hurt him and that's just poor booking decisions i think they they like while it was really good the dark order stuff was really good i thought that the biggest payoff was that thing where they did that entrance at the beginning of that dynamite where you know, he was riding in on his horse and then they were all across the stage and they did that huge intro for him. I thought that was the height of it. And I think they just held on to it for about six months too long after that. I thought they should have probably cut ties with them. Like they could interact with them at some point and it would be like, oh yeah, like a nice warm and fuzzy type thing. But they just latched on to the fact that hangman was like the new like person that the dark order was gripping onto and they just I, I, I thought they did too much with it and i and i really i felt like it brought hangman down with them and it it he just was never able to recover for me at least i was that was really well said that was that was really good and you know 
the thing about the dark order and Andretti that whenever 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 I get through my uh, my little spiel here I please make make some mental notes because I'm sure that you'll contrast me at least a, a little bit but that to me when we had Brody's passing you could not do anything with the dark order except what they did which was we're together we stay together baby faces love us because that was the way that it needed to be but I completely agree with you in that it was it they held on for too long and so long that they quit writing for the dark order on dynamite yeah so i hate to say this man but i i haven't consistently watched being the elite in in probably 5 months um and you know it's just because life gets in the way uh and the the bad thing is is whenever whenever baby mongoose was a literal baby i could watch it but you know it's it's not necessarily you know pg uh and so it would be one of those things where I would just catch it, you know, on the treadmill or whatever. But now I'm trying to watch because we have WWE back. I'm watching more Raw. I'm watching SmackDown. And so I don't get a chance to see what they're doing on on uh, being the elite. And because of that, I'm in the Andretti camp, whereas we would put over the Dark Order all the time as they are hilarious. They are they they, they are so they're such good characters. You know, they go together so well. And Andretti would be like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. You know, because he didn't because he didn't know that's how I feel. And I don't know how much being the elite you've kept up with. But if any of that has continued, then the national audience doesn't know. And then so when we see Silver and Reynolds, who are an awesome tag team, we're just like, oh, there's those guys. Where have they been? You yeah. know what I'm saying? And Great. so they didn't capitalize on any momentum. And then when they brought them back, it should have just been I, I would have liked to have seen. The sort of the way that they did with Brandy Rhodes whenever she broke up the Nightmare Collective, whenever she had her like psychiatrist thing and like, oh, I'm I'm done with this. Like yeah. it was goofy, but at least it happened. Yeah, right. Something they could have done 30 seconds of explanation as to why the Dark Order isn't together. Um, but I, I just I I agree with you in that it it watered paint hangman down a little bit. I think though that the biggest problem with Hangman is that he is he's too white meat and that we are getting the um we're seeing in live time what the smarky observer readers would have thought about hulk hogan in like 1993 do you uh, know what i mean so yeah. like we're, we're we're we get it you know like we 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 get what you're doing here buddy like where's you know where's whatever the depth of your character whatever because they wrote this incredible storyline for hangman and the elite guys, anybody could say what they want. The Cody versus Kenny storyline, the the Cody Kenny Bull, uh, Bullet Club, you know, Young Bucks versus Golden yes. Lovers, all that was the, my favorite story. Absolutely, since I was a little kid, that was the best wrestling story that oh. I've in a long time. So good. So good. And, and right off of that, we had the Kenny Hangman tag team, and then the split, and then we get the redemption. I, I wanted Hangman to win that title. Everybody did. And then he did in the, and what stinks is, is that he had a banger match with Danielson, two of them with Danielson. Um, he had great matches with Adam Cole and his reign still somehow fell flat. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Like everybody wanted you to win the title. You won the title. You had probably five or six incredible matches with top of the world talent and 
people still were ready for you to lose that belt. Like I know that there was an argument for Paige to win in in uh, Las Vegas and then lose to Punk it all out, but man, it, it needed to go to Punk. Like that 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 belt was losing its luster. Uh, so it's 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 fascinating, man. Where he could be um, because I don't I don't know you know. It, would, would a heel turn make sense? And if so, you can't do it wrong because then he's just going to be a nerd. Um, but then you can't just go along with, you know, cheer me guy, because I mean, he gets reactions live. He does, but I, I don't feel the way whenever he comes on the screen that I did when, you know, six months ago mm -hmm. or eight months ago for sure. And I definitely like, I'm looking forward to this type this uh, match with Moxley. We'll get to that. But I definitely don't need him in the title picture either, you know. And, no. You're gonna get it. Yeah. Go and, ahead, Andretti. Give me. Get, I, I, I'm. I'm curious. Your 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 hangman arc take here. I don't like him at all. I, I think I think his matches are are pretty good. He's got no personality. He's not the guy. He's not the guy that I'm putting the franchise tag on. That's for sure. Um, I know you guys like him a lot more than I do. I, look, when when Brody Lee passed away. I, you know, I know we talked about this at the time a little bit and you guys disagreed with me and I kind of, I kind of agree with you, you know, in retrospect now, but I kind of don't, because I remember saying that I thought they should have split the dark order into two, into two different units and had the units fight for control. And then whoever wasn't good, they just would release. And at that point, the only two people left standing should have been Vance and Silver, in my opinion. Those are two guys that are, that have a future that are good and are worth keeping around. I'm not sure the other guys are worth keeping around. I still don't think the other guys are worth keeping around. But you I, that's what it is, man. But the, the, the thing with the thing with uh, the whole drinking angle, you know, with with Paige, I, I I didn't I didn't like it because I didn't believe it. I didn't believe any of it. I, I don't believe anything that comes out of his mouth. I think even when he tries to be serious, he comes off like an like a, like an idiot. He's out there trying to argue with Moxley. Moxley's coming across as this very serious ass kicker guy that is believable and hangman page is out there with little gold tassels on his pants talking about how he wants to be taken seriously dude you're not taken seriously because you're a jerk off that's what that's what it is that's why and that's that's where i'm at with it i don't know if i'm ever going to come around to that other than that so i have two points to go back so my first point is that i think the drinking angle would have now, this is supplemental watching, which is what BTE is. It's supplemental watching. It's for the hardcore fans. It's for the marks like us. Like, we're the ins, and we're going to watch everything. The drinking angle would have helped you. You would have uh, That would have helped your understanding, at least for the character, because Hangman, for like a year and a half on that show, every time you saw him on Being the Elite, he was drinking something. Like, But the thing it, is, Baker, the problem with that is I shouldn't have to watch supplemental broadcasts or supplemental YouTube shows Correct. to understand what's happening. Right, yeah. and that's on AEW for not putting clips like that into the show for you to understand or like at least not plant those seeds on their show where he's obviously drinking at some point during the show. Like, they didn't do a good job of that. And they, they consistently don't do a good job with that at all. I 100% agree. You shouldn't have to watch supplemental watching. But right. well, and, and, and to piggyback off of that, um, to for me... Like one of my favorite people in the company for a, a long time was Colt Cabana, only because of being the elite. If you just watched Wednesdays, he's just 
boom, boom, Cole Cabana, right? Yes. But like you got to see him be hilarious in different Dark Order skits and everything else throughout that show. Like whenever whenever they turned him into the uh, orange or whatever that was, like, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like a little piece of fruit, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Like, th- th- like those things were awesome. And again, because I can totally, totally empathize with here with uh, Andretti here. Radio edit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I can totally empathize to say that, yeah, like now, especially that I don't watch the supplemental viewing, like you, you need to show me what's going on if you want me to know what's going on. And that is why, if you want my opinion um and we can we'll get into this later i'm sure but i think that that is one of and i'm not saying that it's a company killer but it's a poison pill to build your storylines not on national television dude you have another episode on national tv that not everybody watches live but plenty of people would dvr and watch why do you not turn rampage into 30 minutes of wrestling and 30 minutes of YouTube clips, like, or, you know, like a best of YouTube stuff. There is no reason that you don't do that. Like it's, it is completely nonsensical. You can bleep, you can bleep out any curse words. You can cut anything that wouldn't be good for the national audience, but dude, you were on at 10 o'clock PM. Yeah. Like, I hate to say this, but you're on at 10 PM. So the, the, I was caught off guard with baby mongoose whenever um homeboy with the shillelagh just started going tarantino on the microphone right but if i have a 10 p.m show a baby mongoose is in bed and b i know she's i know what i'm getting now if it, i don't even want to call it more adult but the if you have a true tv 14 format you know what i'm saying where I know that hey i got if i don't watch this live i gotta watch this by myself but i could still get down with that and you would have a national audience instead of 130,000 people that know your storylines in and out every week. Bingo. You hit it right on the head. I don't know why they don't treat Rampage like an episode of Superstars. It should have minute one to one to two matches max, and the rest should all be storyline stuff. It should be vignettes. It should be packages. It should be interviews. It should be less wrestling and i know why they have a lot of wrestling they do it for the live crowd because if you go to a dynamite you do dynamite and then they change the ring and then they boom go right into rampage well here's the thing though john let me jump in really quick you've been to dynamites i have not it's that's a long taping though it is very long so so who's gonna get mad right that's what i'm saying like yeah i yeah that's what i'm saying like we're not you're only doing that for the live crowd and the live crowd is already burned out because we before the show even starts from seven like fifteen to seven forty five, seven fifty five, like they're doing matches too. So for like dark and dark elevation. So it's yeah, I, I absolutely agree that you know you're you're only getting four hundred thousand at most anymore for that time slot at ten o'clock. Well, they're gonna watch you, no matter what. They're not, watching no matter what. Yeah, they're those four hundred thousand. That's your base. That's that that is the loyalists. You're not getting any more unless you do something really really big, but. At that rate, you're it, what's bigger? Like they've already blown their wad with the punk first dance. Like there's nothing else that they can do that's going to bring it back to that. Not even anything close. I think not unless you sign Roman Reigns or something like that. But why are you bringing him in on a Friday night? Why are you not bringing him in on a Wednesday night? So, uh, yeah, I I fully agree that it is a huge disconnect for the the for the viewers when they don't tie in 
these clips or these stories and that Excalibur has to go over it really quick like this during the show. He's got to run over it so fast that they can't get these stories through, but they have three hours of television. Like it's so, it seems so simple, but I don't understand why they complicate these things. Like it, it's infuriating as a fan that we have to go take the 20 to 30 minutes on a Monday at noon to watch BTE when I don't want to do that. I don't, so that's why I haven't done it. I haven't done it since they came back from to win those trios belts. I, I haven't watched it because it's just, just there's just no point. And I and I refuse to watch Rampage just because it's too much. I don't want well, to do you don't, that. You don't need to. That's that's until we need to. Look, man, I didn't want I, or not I didn't want, I didn't watch Raw or SmackDown consistently yeah. for years. Yeah. Do you know why? Do you know why I do? Because it's worth watching. Yes. Like it's that simple. Right. Make the shows worth watching. If there is no storyline advancement on Rampage, I and I do have I have I have them all DVR'd. I do have an intention to go and watch the Bucks and Aussie Open because I'd really like to see the Bucks and Aussie Open. Yes. But that is that it's not appointment viewing for me. That's I'll get around to a viewing. Yep. And you you need more than that in order to get me to take the time to watch the show. And I know it's a quick watch. And here's the other thing. When that show started, I very much looked forward to and enjoyed. Yeah. It was a sprint. And, um, you know, it was, they. that was whenever we had the punk comeback, of course. We then had the Kenny versus Christian Cage uh, title match that Christian yes, Cage won. Yes. Like, Why are you not the, doing it more there's, often? Yeah, yeah. Your, your superstar's idea is, that is it. And the thing is, is you turn that into superstars and then once a month, then, then you give them the, yeah, dude, you give us the, the orange Cassidy versus whatever Samoa Joe or something uh title match, you know, and you don't even have to put your world belt on the line there, but then you put a big belt there. You put the trios belts on the line as a main yeah. event for 25 minutes or whatever, have at it, or, you know, some kind of uh you know, uh, like some ladder match for $10,000 or something like that. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know how we, I don't know how you waste time whenever you have only three hours a, and then B, uh, you, you've taken, you've taken on this third hour and the network wanted it. And so to, to not capitalize on it, it's very frustrating. I don't know. Yeah. It's not appointment viewing for me anymore. It's they, they've already shown me time and time again that it's not, it doesn't mean anything. And like, even if I do miss it, they, they, they have, they are getting better at covering stuff like that on the shows, but for the longest time, they just refuse to cover the stuff. But I, I absolutely agree. Like if they would just do, cause they, they obviously get into a two to three week funk at some point, they get into a lull in their every three months that they do a show why not put the big matches like you said put the trios belts sprinkle sprinkle me daddy like a really big match or something like that on a rampage it should be that's how it should be that's how we've said it from the beginning ever since they mentioned rampage from the start we said it should be a superstars style show and it just hasn't been and they just are and it's sunday night heat right it's velocity it's sunday night heat it's main event like it's just not (laughs) not not the good main event Here's the biggest tell of, of something not going right. Andretti will watch Dark Elevation 
yeah. and not Rampage. Yes. What's the, what, like, seriously? Dude, dude, Andretti will get on the text machine and just start barking about, uh, um, oh, what's his face? Uh, Nemeth's brother or somebody like that having to watch him on Dark Elevation or, you know, another Abaddon match or whatever. But the dude won't watch your nationally televised hour. Like that should that that goes to show you something. And Andretti watches all kinds of wrestling, and he right. never watch, like he will watch Tennessee backyard. I was wrestling. I was just gonna say Tennessee backyard wrestling. <laughs> Shout out Tennessee backyard wrestling. Found yep. them on TikTok. What a great find that was. Well, th- the thing too, um, it, it's even worse than you think because. There's stuff that happens on dark and on elevation that then ends up on dynamite. And yeah. there's no ex- there's no explanation for it. So it's even worse than watching <laughs> being the elite. Like something all of a sudden there's a tag team match or something on, on dynamite and somebody gets killed and there's no explanation for it. But on dark or elevation, there was a storyline there with that. And there's no connection. They don't talk about it. Yeah. And all we need is a clip. Like, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that, like, the gun club, like, the gun club had whatever. I'm going to make the number up because I don't know it, but like six television matches or whatever before they won the title. But their record is they had 450 on dark. And that's what I was just going to say. Their record is like 40 something and two or whatever. Like, you couldn't show me a couple of clips of them just hitting finishes, you know, or them being dastardly and, and getting pins. Like, you can do that on their walk to the ring. Absolutely could do it, and they just don't. And yeah, that's that's what's really frustrating when you watch AEW and you try to tie all the things together. There's so many loose ends. There's just no cohesiveness all the time, and it, yeah, it's it's really really frustrating. Wow, came in came in hot there. We did. We went on a real good tangent. I really enjoyed that one. What else? What else you got for news? I got a couple things. Yep, I got uh, the Sammy face and Roman at the house show. Uh, that. I don't know why we need to do that. I don't understand why we're doing that. I I, under, I get that it's in Canada, but you're going to run back the rematch on a house show. Maybe they're just, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm thinking outside the box here. Maybe they're promoting it this way because they're going to do an angle this weekend on Friday. Cause Friday they're doing the Cody and Roman stare down. Maybe that's how they get to the Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos type thing. I don't know. I mean, that that would seem like a WWE style uh, setup where they would do that because you could do they they always they were really really good back in the day of doing two two things at once. Well, so, there's 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 precedent here for that because Jacques Rougeau beat Hogan for the belt in Canada. It, it was unrecognized. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. I forgot just, about just that. to pop just to pop the crowd. But but you also have to remember that unrecognized it, that's not going to happen today. No, like, you, you know what I'm saying. There there will be there will be millions of views on uh, Instagram lives and TikToks and blah blah blah. And so good luck trying, especially when you're a company that promotes your social media as much as the WWE does. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying they should do it. I'm just saying. Oh, no, no, that, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But that, that's that's what I'm saying is that like that. That one we couldn't we couldn't get there. It, it would be an impossibility unless they did some kind of like dusty finish or something. And what and what an insult at this point! You, you, right, the moment the moment's passed. You blew it. <laughs> you blew yeah. the moment. So let's not get, let's not go up there and have an, an untelevised match and put the belt on somebody. 
Yeah, I, I just don't understand the point of doing it. It seems like a moot point to do this now. And it, yeah, I just don't understand the, the point behind it. Uh, but the last thing is the um, Kenny Omega did his interview with Renee Paquette on her uh, The Sessions podcast. And they did a lot of talking about, they did some stuff of the brawl out. And this was the first time that really anybody's come out and said anything because Tony Khan refuses to talk about it. The Bucks say they can't talk about it. So Kenny basically went on there today and he had said that he had felt a weird vibe in the locker room as he, whenever he came back and that, you know, there, there was ways it could have been prevented, but he's not going to speak on what happened because they were sworn to secrecy legally yeah, legal, legal secrecy right legal secrecy to never talk about it so we'll never know what happened and that's fine i have this i, I have this quote in front of me and i i actually and the, and the, you know i am a i'm a it's going to take a lot for kenny to do something and i try very hard you know the older that i get it's one of those like man never meet your heroes because you just see how all these people are just the worst yeah um but i've re i've really liked him for a long time not only what he does in the ring but i always thought that he was really interesting and a cool character you know and at least in his public persona and i thought that this was a really neat quote um that he said uh and this is paraphrase this is from the uh, figure four website so Omega said that anyone that's been involved in competitive sports and or combat sports has dealt with situations where there are conflicts that are often worked out and sometimes even after a fight. He felt there was a point in which that could have happened, but soon realized this wasn't like high school football or someone in jujitsu training. So A, that's a really, it's, it, that's a very human perspective to take, like, like, like to, like a, like a real world perspective to be like, hey, we've all seen you know I, I i've seen i've seen andretti roll around with roll around with a, a kid that he played video games with five minutes later do you know what i'm saying like we, we've all been there before yeah. and so um it is it's it's a neat it's it's neat to hear somebody actually like say that instead of just keep that like weird ominous cloud over it to say hey this usually works itself out. And in real life, people might come to blows and then things are cool. And it's a shame that that didn't happen. Um, and then the second thing is he said, uh, the quote is, it's a shame the general public and a lot of people aren't ever going to know how it went down or how it could have been prevented or how it could have ended differently. I don't think anyone is happy with how, that, that how it happened or is proud that it happened. I think across the board, everyone thinks it was a terrible situation that was unnecessary. And look, man, that's it. That's all I needed. Like yeah. for from 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 his but camp. That's why, that's why Omega is the adult in the room. Yeah, it, it should be him. Just get the match in the ring and do business and make some money together, man. That, that's all people want. People. That's it. That's all people yeah. want. People just want. People want to want to see everybody come together for the good of a good of a of a fledgling upstart company, which it still kind of is, to make money and and have an awesome show. That's all people care about. Yep. And, and that's just it is that I and it has to be Kenny. I really think that they that Kenny can do angles with punk and punk can do angles with Kenny. And I do think that those two on television anyways can play nice enough to where, you know, because you had the 
you know, you had the you had the punk hangman thing that rubbed people the wrong way, and uh, you know, the you had the Bucks do the uh, the thing in uh, Chicago, you know, to heal up the Chicago crowd. Kenny, I think that that Kenny can come across as we're going to fight for this reason and not like peel back too many layers as to where like things derail themselves, you know, get too far off of the storyline itself. And then he'll go in there, dude, and he will sell like he's been shot with a shotgun every time he gets kicked and hit. You know what I'm saying? Like he'll put over if he gets a GTS, man, he would be knocked out cold and then get his WrestleMania kick out. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I short of and how about this? How about this? Let's hear it. It's not it. it Kota Bushi's the one. Ain't nobody kicked out of the one winged angel nope. in years. Nope. If you get that match in the ring, that's the time you do it. Yeah. Th- that is that, that, that one, that's that right the there. That is the one. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. You go 24 minutes, near fall, near fall, near fall, V trigger, one winged angel, one, two, crowd. Literally, the building explodes. The whole yeah. building explodes. Yes, that, that I, I just that's the one. That's double that's or one. nothing right there. That's literally double or nothing. Like yeah. that's absolutely what they should do because a lot of people have been coming out and saying all this stuff that you know, you just get it in the ring, get it in the ring. They've been saying it for weeks now. Even Mark, even freaking Mark Henry came out and said something this week. Like grown men can settle their differences. Or basically, everyone's saying so they settle. It's time to settle your differences and put it. That's because Mark Mark Henry always wants to get to the main event. <laughs> he always does, and that and and that to me says, I, I personally, I I don't want to spoil my ending. So I, I I'm because I have in my prediction here at the end of the show, but I'll save that for the end. But I have some thoughts of what. I personally think is going to happen and what they should do. Now, will they do that? Who the hell knows? They probably won't, but um, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting that Kenny said that and that there's legal secrecy that is going on here that, I mean, it, it's just really frustrating that it took Kenny this long. It, it, Kenny's the one that had to do it. That's what's irritating. It shouldn't have to be Kenny. And, but I'm just kind of glad that Kenny came out and said it though. Andretti, I know you got some news. Let's uh, let's hear it. Well, let's see where we're at here. I got a bunch of stuff written down. Um, well, first thing I wanted to say, happy birthday, Mario Andretti. Happy birthday to Mario Andretti. Uncle Mario, um, you know, uh, Uncle Mario, only driver to win the Indy 500, Daytona 500, and Formula One. So shout out Mario Andretti. Hope you had an awesome day. Vroom, vroom. Uh, What else I got here? Today, actually, National Tooth Fairy Day, believe it or not. Um, and the reason why I bring that up, coincidentally, did, did anybody see on Instagram the meme of the mom who said that she took money out of her child's piggy bank to put under the pillow for the tooth fairy? Okay. Are you the worst parent ever? Yeah. So two things with that. One, saw that. Okay. Uh, somebody shared that. In fact, I actually, actually think that it was Trigger. It, that was Because that's that's what he will be doing. Absolutely. <laughs> um but this, you know, the second thing, my kid comes home from school two days ago. It's funny you brought that up. She she whispers. She like pulls me in and she puts her hands around my ear and she goes, "Dad, guess what?" And then you know, child's name. Guess what this kid said to me? 
And I said, what? She said, he said the tooth fairy isn't real. And I said, you know what, honey? He only said that because maybe he wasn't good enough <laughs> to have the tooth fairy visit him. You know what I mean? Like, like, come on, man. Like, can you be six? Can you just be six? Like, what are we doing here? You know, just killing the gimmick in kindergarten. Get out of town and put that kid in an ankle lock. <laughs> Speaking of piggy banks, Mongoose had a piggy bank for me back in the day because I used to say, I'm so hood. <laughs> yeah, instead of a swear jar. It was an swear I, jar. I'm so hood jar. It was an I'm so hood jar. And uh, was going to buy me the Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Buy me the Jersey Shore uh, box set with my uh, with my swears of I'm so hood. And uh, never did see that. I'm, I hope you spent that well. You know, God only knows what that money could have been spent on. Sorry it wasn't on you, bud. <laughs> but, but thanks. Thanks. Thanks a decade later. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> all right give me give me something else Andretti. i the only what else do they have i got a couple of shows coming up i'm going to put over here in a oh, second before have, before um, you do before you do you fantastic fantastic mania brother oh god you want to talk about that would you please i don't mean to i don't mean to to sideswipe okay. your, no, your news I, but... I got i got notes i got notes so i put that thing over huge dude last week on the show put it over huge um, I will say the the second night, night two was a lot better than night one. At, le at least for night two, they had the big wall graphic. Um, and the show the, the show from um, the show from last night was really good. I think um, I think tonight's the last night for it. But um, I wanted to say, you know, look, man, that show on night one, they had it in a venue that was not good. <laughs> to put it to put it lightly, like you're trying to get eyes on that on that show, man. I mean. Dude, don't ever run a show in that arena again, dude. Is is my is my advice to them. I mean, it, it, look, if you if you want to see what it would look like to watch Master Watto sell in the Fan Metal High School gym, now's your chance. That's basically what they're like. There might have been seventy five people at that damn show, dude. Look, 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 I watch I watch CML I watch CML every single week. I watch it every week, and I had such a hard time getting through that first show. I had such a bad taste in my mouth after that first Fantastic Mania show that I, w I went just ballistic in the group chat and said, I'm never watching this bullshit ever again. And then, I, you know, then I was, I was out of town because of, the, of the, you know, the power outage and everything. So last night I watched the show, and then I watched, you know, some of the I'm, – I'm still behind. I'm still miss. I still miss like three shows in a row. But um, I, I tried to I tried to, to catch up with some of them, and they were awesome. They were really good. They were in better venues. It was taken a little more seriously. But you know the thing the thing that really jumped out at me too about that, um, and I know I, I probably sound like a broken record here already because I brought this up a couple times. But like, I don't know if the New Japan Dojo in the United States is any good, and I'm, I'm still I'm still waiting to find something to come out of that dojo that gives me hope that they're going to be able to, to, to build stars from this thing. But because there's two people, there's two young lions in, in new Japan, in actual Japan right now that were on these shows. Um, I think the last, I think the first guy's last name was um, Iwa. It's O I W A. 
And the other guy's name is Nakashima. Those are two guys that look pretty damn good, man. And they're going to be really good prospects for them coming up. And dude, uh, brother, they are just, in my opinion, light years ahead of the, of the, the DKF or the, or the, the Adrian quest of the world that we saw at that battle in the Valley show, man. So there, look, there's there, it's just a, a very different vibe, but fantastic mania, you know, going back and, and watching those ones from the last couple of nights. Um, I got one of the matches in my top five for this week that we'll talk about here in a second, but um, look, they're awesome. They're, they're really good clashes of styles. You get to see people that you don't see very often. I don't know why Naito and Tanahashi are working every night of that damn thing. It's very strange to me. I think God bless both of them. For putting their bodies through that but yeah overall I, I thought it was pretty good and pretty fun to a pretty fun thing to watch like it like it normally is but for god's sakes don't ever run that don't ever run that first venue ever again man i i love those young lion matches uh i mean i i don't watch everyone but dude when they when they put those guys out in their black trunks and black boots and say work four minutes and you're finishing with the Boston Crab. That's I don't know. I think that that's awesome. I I I I do really like how they how they always have the the, the awesome. young lion matches. Yeah, awesome. yeah. And they're always in black black short you know black trunks, black knee pads, black boots. That's it. Yep. I love it. Yep. That's great. You know the other the other thing I had you know for New Japan, um, because the um the New Japan Cup starts on Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, and the the main event of the first match is the first round match. Is Tai Chi and Sonata. And that to me is a very interesting match because Tai Chi had an unbelievable match with, with Osprey at that, at that, it was that Wrestle Kingdom. Was that that long ago already? No, that was the, uh, I don't, don't believe it was the show with Shingo it was, it was and Okada. It was one of the new beginning shows, I think. Yeah. That was it. That was it the one with Shingo and Okada or was it? I don't know. That. I forget. But that match with Tommy, look, I know Will Ospreay can make anybody look good. Dude, Tai Chi looks so good in that match. That was unquestionably the best I've ever seen that guy. And Sonata, as you know, is a guy that they've had big hopes for for the last couple of years. They can never really get over the hump. I'm really interested to see how they're going to go with that. I think Tai Chi's, th Chi's going to beat Sonata clean in that match. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't be, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd have to look at the bracket because that—that's the one thing is that they're—they're they're good at upsets. That they're, they're he, do Ghetto's the best at upsets in G one. I love. I, I know that that you know you get like Okada winning last year was well. I mean, there's a reason why, obviously, but like you know who's going to be like the people in the end. But he does such a good job at taking that pool and then all of a sudden making it like four guys have a chance or five guys have a chance and everything. Sure. Yeah. And so um, that's, my, that's my favorite tournament style booking that he does is the round Robin stuff. But I, I yeah, I'd be, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that you're out of bounds to say that. I don't know the bracket. So I'd have to take a peek at that. But I mean, it's, it's just such an interesting match to yeah. put as the, as the main event of the first night, because right. Tai Chi coming off a really impressive showing and Sonata being a guy that we're kind of like, yeah, I don't know if this guy's going to get over the hump. To put them in the main event is, I, I think, is is going to be a really interesting watch for sure. And the only um, the only other thing I had with that, I, dude, I can't stop thinking about Royce Isaac's gear from that show, dude. I can't stop. They they were dressed like narcissist Lex Luger, dude, and they're called the Wrecking Crew. I mean, think about how dumb that is, right? I mean, how many how many times have you seen the Road Warriors 
come out dressed like the Beverly Brothers. Every time. I I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, but I so want dumb. to. Take your jobs. Take some pride in your gear. For the listeners that don't know what the New Japan Cup is, can one of you two please uh, enlighten the listeners on the New Japan Cup? Because we did talk about it a lot there. Yeah. Give me, I'm, I'm going to pull it up straight from the site because I saw it on the New Japan World. Yeah. Um, basically, basically the, okay. the winner, I think it's 24 men this year, right? It's 20, 24 men are going to be. 20, in it's 20, 24, 32, but they, they gave like eight buys. Yeah, there's buys. There's so it, it, it might, you know what? It might be 24 with eight buys and then the 16 are in matches. I think that that might be it. I got it right here. Yeah. I just got to go to the lineup because it has the little breakdown. Is that but kind yeah, of like it's, March it's, Madness style? Of- it, well, it is. It, it's 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 G. It's like a it's G one without being the G one in that when you the winner will get a title shot. Yes. Um, and they the the one that really comes to mind from the last couple of years was they used this tournament to try to go kingmaker on uh, Zack Saber Junior. And this was where I first had a lot of exposure to Zack Sabre Jr. And also realized that Zack Sabre Jr. was not my thing because I heard over and over again about these incredible matches that he's having and that he's tapping everybody out. I do believe that he tapped out Okada in uh, in the New Japan Cup uh, the year that he won it. It might have been okay. It certainly was like it was like a Tanahashi. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. they they put him through murderer's row. And he beat them all. And that was where I was like, okay, this, you know, the amateur style joint manipulation, whatever, like it it ain't my bag. He also weighed 113 pounds that year uh, whenever he was doing that was whenever his, his, uh, you know, wrestling chunks were still baggy on him. Um, But but yeah, basically it is, it is going to be a show where the winner will get a title match and not at dominion or anything like that, but it'll be their next Big show before Dominion basically is where we'll see we'll see the title match most likely take place with whoever the winner is. Yeah, I think I think that it's, six, it's sixteen days. It goes on for sixteen days. There's twenty four. There's twenty four um, combatants, and the um, I had the list of uh, the list of the uh, buys here too. If anybody's interested in that, the list of the um, buys was interesting because it wasn't all people that you would have thought would have gotten buys. Yeah, let me go back to the beginning here. I just had it pulled up there. Okay, here it is. Um, the buys are Kenta, Chase Owens, Jeff Cobb. There he is. Yes. Uh, he hasn't been around for a while, right? I think he's been off TV for a while. Yeah, all he earned, 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 his, earned his way into the second round, baby. Yeah, yeah apparently. <laughs> um, Osprey, Osprey gets a buy. And then on the other side, the buys are go-to, which is interesting. Um, Tama Tonga, Okan, and Sabre. It'll be good. It's twelve. It's twelve events. We could do it. that'd be that'd be worth a wrap or a wrap up show. I think it would be too. I'm I'm gonna watch every one of them. I mean, yeah, I'm in. I, I'm, I mean, I'm totally. Provided, I'm totally in. Provi- yeah. Provided that we're not going to lose power for four days, I'm definitely interested in watching all those shows for sure. It's coming. Like I said, it's going to be. Uh, it, it starts this Sunday night. All yeah, right. I'm in. I'll check it out and uh, yeah, bake. Throw that on the uh, Podski queue. Yeah, to get to get to that in uh, three weeks or so. Yeah. So there's you. there's one other show I wanted to talk about real quick. So there's a there's a West Coast Pro show on IWTV on March the fourth, which is what day is that? Is that Saturday? 
What day is the fourth? Tomorrow's the tomorrow's the third, right? Uh, the, the week's the Saturday. third. Fourth is Saturday. Fourth is Saturday. Okay, so it's in San Francisco. IWTV Speedball Mike Bailey versus Timothy Thatcher is the is is the main match. No, Speedball it should be really fun. Um, I won't get into any uh any spoilers for for people that care about the ROH tapings. Um, but Thatcher, I don't know if you guys knew Thatcher is in a uh, main event on either the first show or the second show that they taped. Okay. So yeah, it's, uh, break. Uh, the other one is, um, uh, Blake Christian and Zach Sabre Jr. Actually that we just had, uh, brought him up. Um, I like Christian a lot. I, I, Blake Christian's really good in the ring. Um, he's, uh, he's just one of those guys that like, doesn't really move the needle for me, but he's got a lot of talent. Well, like like a, like an action Andretti type guy. I, I like the fact that they had that they brought ZSJ for that show. He's sure. not my thing, but the fact that we have a New Japan champion in on ROH tapings, I actually think that that's a, a good thing. Um, the frustrating thing with it, though, is that in just one more sidebar over to Rampage is. If we're gonna have your Zack Sabers and people like that there, how how are we not how are we not rampaging ROH? I, I mean, I know that 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 might be a tele a, you know a TNT TV kind of thing to say like, hey, we wanted AEW not ROH, but you know, it would be really nice to to see you know high profile matches in that way. Like if sure. if you are if you wanted to just be wrestling, that would be nice too. That would be worth turning tuning into. But speaking, I don't know. Speaking of, you know, just going back to what you get, what you guys were talking about earlier about the, the just the lack of, or even just the loose ends in AEW. I mean, we bring Aussie Open over here, and they're in that tag team match on Wednesday to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why? They're one of the best tag teams in the world. What are we doing? Yeah. Well, and that's that that match with the Bucks was is supposed to be really good, so I do need to see that. But yeah, it's frustrating because they they'll have a rampage match with the Bucks that literally drew four hundred thousand people to view. So you know, the half of your audience, at least in live time, didn't see it. And then you're right; they're they're not going to they're not going to win that battle royal. I mean, so East, that's, that's a pay per view match. The young the young Bucks and Aussie Open is a pay per view match, and no but, one's going to see it. Right, right, and and apparently it's 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 good, and so I don't I, I don't know the, it would be I the thing that would make sense, and we we'll see. Uh, and if it happens, then I will I will applaud. Is if they're in this match to start planting seeds for June, yeah, that's cool. Then that's cool. If whomever eliminates them, if then they go over to Japan, do you know what I mean? Something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That that makes sense. Yeah, they did confirm over the week that they, uh, since we recorded last week, they did confirm Forbidden Door 2, which we were pondering whether or not was still a real thing, that it was kind of earmarked, but it is a real thing. It's going to happen in June. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a great show. All right, well, before we move on, I have one last thing to put over. I got, I, I got one. I got two more things. So you go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> great. Quick. Great friend of the show, Dan Barry. He won the uh, NYWC Fusion Championship over the weekend. So, congrats. We love you, Dan. Yep, love you, Dan. Congrats to Dan. Dan. Three doors, Dan. We adore you, Dan. Uh, Keep up the good work. Maybe we'll see you in L.A. Hopefully. He's going to be out here. He's doing doing a comedy show 
at the very at the very least he's doing a comedy show so i'm sure he'll be on some of those wrestling shows hopefully he shows up to pandemonium or relentless wrestling but awesome segue right there because the next thing i have to put to put over um from the um from the the new year's show with the prediction or the the rap the, the award show actually dumbois getting offered a contract by aew yep that was your call this year. That was one of your predictions for the year is that Don Blas is going to get a big time contract, which I think that she actually technically got, off. I think she technically got an indie contract. Am I right on that? I, think I don't even know. I don't know the details. I think that's what they said on Observer is that it's a indie contract. So it's not like a full time roster like contract. Hey, take the money, man. Yeah. Make your, make your money and, and, and do a hell of a job. She's going to go in there. She's going to kill it with every match she has with everybody. And she's going to get signed full time. Yeah, yep. and that's that's exactly it. That's the Willow Nightingale. You know yep. what I mean? Like, like that's make the make the best of your of your opportunities. So that's great. She's really talented, man. She's only been in the business for a little bit, and she keeps she keeps doing a great job with everything she does. So I'm really happy to see that. We've talked ad nauseum about the about the the lack of depth in that women's division. So bringing her in, get Vert Vixen on TV more often. Get Kylan King. Let's build this thing. Let's do it right. Mm-hmm. Agreed. What's your last thing? Yeah, I just I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about the last thing. Any any more news on the uh, Milky Way? And no more news. I haven't checked. I will check right now, though. I'm still sad. I'm still sad about it. No more. No more news other than what were the, what were the specials today? So no specials today. They were closed a week ago. Thir- they were closed on Thursday because of staff sickness, but on Friday. The special, the soup special was vegetable beef, beef noodle, and shrimp and corn chowder. And the soft serve ice cream was vanilla chocolate, twin raspberry, and orange pineapple. That's Ooh, I like that raspberry. Who wouldn't mind having that? I know. I know, right? So, you know, I was sitting here today. I felt really upset about the Milky Way. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed out about the Milky Way. I know a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. It's going to be over a thousand people lose their jobs when the Milky Way closes down. But <laughs> I wrote a I wrote a little haiku today about the Milky Way that I'd like to read to uh to our listeners, if you do if you don't mind. So as we as we know, as everyone knows, because everybody's familiar with the with the haikus, um, the the format is five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Okay, so it's got to fit into that. Okay, so here's my here's my my haiku, my one and only haiku that I've ever written about the Milky Way Diner, um, Fort Loudon Fallen, save the omelets, Tom Wolf, Milky Way don't go. That was absolutely perfect. It was so good. Can you say it? Can you give can you give it one more time, please? I'm happy. I'd be happy to do it for you again, Mongo. So Fort Loudon, fallen. Save the omelets, Tom Wolf. Milky Way, don't go. Oh my gosh. It is, it is it's like it's like you were, it's like you you opened your mouth and angels came came through your esophagus and down to your fingertips 
and helped you pen that from heaven. That was well, look, absolutely man, it's, perfect. It's like I keep telling you, I'm, I'm trying to win a Marconi with this podcast. So, you know, we're, we're way on our way to, to, to winning that. And I'm, that I'm, happy, to, I'm happy to share it with the two of you. If MJF and Chris Jericho can get noticed by the New York Times, we can get noticed by the New York Times. So, <laughs> before, but now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was so awesome. All right, segueing into our, uh, we were going to do a top 10, but I think we're going to break it up into a top five things that we hate about wrestling. Top five with Andretti, Mongoose, and the man of a thousand gimmicks, John Baker. I will go first with my number 10. We're going to do uh, 10 through 6. And then next week for the uh, Revolution Review, uh, we'll do 5 through 1. So my number 10 things that I hate about wrestling is that there's too many titles to remember now. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. There is wow, so- hot <laughs> coming in hot. Yeah. There's too many titles. It should just be a mid-card title, a tag title, and a world title. It's just, let's keep it simple, and it's not simple anymore. Uh, number nine, I have bad booking. And obviously, we all hate bad booking, but what do I mean about bad booking is, is that there's just not consistent storytelling, and not every not everything's always going to be a home run. However... Like there's just never, it doesn't, there's not always good logical storytelling. And especially now with kind of AEW and where I was kind of at with them a few weeks ago and how I just came in and, you know, pissed fire all over the chat about how awful AEW was two weeks ago. And now I'm super excited for this card. So that's how it usually works out. But um, that's my number nine. Uh, Number eight (laughs) kind of goes with number nine, but storylines that never end. The John, that's a good one. Yes, that's that's a good one. The never-ending storyline where it's just on and on forever. And I have one that it will be may happen this week is a Christian Cage Jungle Boy (laughs) storyline. Okay, uh, number seven, death matches. I see. I, I uh, there is a time and a place for a death match, but I feel like the death. And you're wearing a death match shirt right now. The revolution exploding barbed wire death match. <laughs> the I feel like the death match is overdone now because the, everyone got a little bit of taste of it on national television. So now everybody wants to do a death match. So I just feel like it's an oversaturated market now. I w- would like it to go back to a, um, it's it's like a hell in a cell, overdone. Let's let's make it special again. Uh, and my last and final thing is my number six are part time champions. I yeah. despise a part time champion. It is the shits. If you have, if you're going to be a champion, I want to see you on TV every week. I want the belt on TV every week. I don't care. I don't want to see you in and out here and there. Uh, no, always be on the show, be a champion. And that is my top five. So 
That is a hot, hot topic. That, that was awesome. Yeah, and there, it only gets spiked. Excellent. Yeah, excellent work. You want this, Andretti, or you want me to hit it? I can I can go. So with, with mine, I, I didn't have it ranked in order. I just have 10 things written written down. So I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pick out five of these real quick. Um let's see what I want to do here for so for my uh, my quote unquote number 10. Um indie wrestling audio problems are a real big one for me, man. I can't tell dude, it drives me out of my mind. Like I'm talking about I'm talking about the problems where like you've got it mic'd up with the with the ring announcer the commentary crew and with the music. Okay. You would think that all of those would fit into some kind of, some kind of ranking order of what you want people to hear on the broadcast. Right. But when you get on an indie show, sometimes the music is at a 99 and the commentary is at like a six. So every time somebody comes to the ring, it's just blasting music and you can't even hear what the hell the announcers are even saying. It's fucking out of control. <laughs> and look, you you guys know, you guys know that I love, um, I really love um, Veda Scott, you know, and I love Mike, Mike Bailey a lot. I think Veda Scott actually is really good on commentary. You know, as a, she's probably the best, the best female commentary um, person out there, you know, in, in wrestling right now. But, and that's, that's, that's Mike Bailey's wife. So um, she, the other night I was watching a show where her husband was in the ring. I don't even know who, who he was wrestling. Dude, she's screaming <laughs> into the mic to the point where I was going to send an email to the promotion and be like, dude, you got to tell her to stop doing that. She's so good. She's so good at what she does, but she got caught up in the moment so much that she just wouldn't shut the fuck up. And it's like, you're killing the drill here, right? What are you doing? But, um, but you know, that it, it's just like, her the, the the voice the voice recording and and the voice audio was so much higher than everything else that was going on in that moment that it like ruined the entire match. That's awesome, and that's and that's one example of about a million that I've seen lately. Yeah. So the so my number nine kind of ties into that a little bit. Um, indie commentary teams who just drop tons of f bombs during <laughs> the shows, dude. Oh, that's good. That Come is on. good. What are you Don't doing, dude? What are you doing, man? It's it's it's. Look, I know I, I swear on here, and I probably shouldn't, and I, I get all of that. But like, I don't drop ninety f bombs in a in a you know two hour podcast. It's like every almost every sentence out of these guys' mouths sometimes are f bombs, and it's kind of like, dude, like what what are we doing here, man? I honestly didn't know that that was a thing. Um, if it if it wouldn't have been for Botchamania. Because I, the first time that I heard it, I was like, what? And it's just funny you say that because having heard it on, you know, because the, they're in light tube matches and all that garbage, that they're that they're always doing that. Um, yeah, that, that it is. It's off-putting. I, I understand what you're saying because yeah. football commentators don't just scream about kicking the shit out of people and everything maybe, else. Maybe if Vern Lundquist was dropping F-bombs and kicking the shit out of people, I probably would have been a lot better. I, 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 Y'all in actually too. <laughs> okay, so my, my next one here. Um, no medical personnel coming out to check on dead refs or dead announcers. Drives, <laughs> drives me nuts every time I see it. <laughs> I mean, look, look, if, if there, there's referees laying in the ring, there's referees laying around the ring. Why can't somebody run out with a stretcher and just act like they're pretending to attend to this person that is not a combatant, right? 
that, that can't, it, yeah, that gets incapacitated by a elbow shot. The WWE the, yeah. is so bad about this because they'll have 26 referees laying dead all around <laughs> the ring. The commentators are laying in the crowd dead and no one gives a shit. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. It is incredible. You think about like all the, uh, all the Hebner bumps or the Charles Robinsons where they literally just got like squashed into a turnbuckle. And, 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 and so the way that they hit the ground dead, you'd think, oh my gosh, they just collapsed their ribs. They punctured a lung. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get what you're saying there. I mean, can't, can't we have Jamie Noble run out there and act like he's, he's concerned about this guy's life. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, then, I mean, come on, they're, man. They're crawling so slow, but it's oh like God. such a hard slap. And it's so it's, look, I, I know, I know that ref bumps are part of the show, and I know that they're part of the match sometimes. But when you've got referees and announcers laying outside the ring dead, and there's a there's a, a, a ring, and there's another ref in the ring performing the duties, right? Who's yeah. like doing the three count or whatever, while you've got other people laying out there for 20 minutes de- deceased. Can't we have somebody come out there and, and check on these guys? I mean, they had Terry Funk come out for Mankind whenever he went through the cell. We could at least get somebody for poor Charles Robinson out there. Oh, God. This is true. Okay. He actually came out there because he thought he was dead. <laughs> like, like he, he, he legit, he thought that, that he was going to, that he was going to be carrying back a, a lifeless body. So there's, there is that. There is a little bit of difference there. Uh, let's see here. So I got two left here. I'm going to go with um, every kick out, no matter when it takes place in the match is 2.9. Why are we waiting until almost the three count to kick out on a on a pinfall 90 seconds into a match, dude? Gotta conserve your energy, brother. You know, you know what's what's funny about that? Gorilla Monsoon, Monsoon used to talk about that. Gorilla Monsoon used to talk about that. And he used to say he was so good at covering people's shit up sometimes, dude. Because he he would say, like, he's he's I remember him telling stories during the commentary where he would say stuff like, Hey, I know guys that would wait until the last second to kick out. You know, thinking that they're going to conserve their energy, and then all of a sudden they get pinned. Right. So you shouldn't do that. So he was so good at like covering up people's idiocies in the ring, man. And that 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 drives me crazy when people wait till the last second to kick out. You know, it's so funny that you just brought that up because I wanted to actually literally text you on the side because this is something that I wanted to speak with you about specifically. But I'm I, I'm glad that I get to do it on the pod now. You know, I was going back through those. Um, observer awards and i read the i've i've been an observer subscriber uh for probably five years now something like that five yeah probably five five ish years and so every year i read the awards and then i always go back and see who the uh, the previous winners were and what's funny is year by year i forget who the previous winners were you know what i'm saying so like i get a chance to go back and see and i like one of the frustrating things about the observer awards and they're there they are um reader awards obviously is that you totally show your your smarky like dickheadness whenever gorilla monsoon won worst announcer like five or six years in a row in the late 80s and early 90s like get out of town man gorilla monsoon is freaking awesome he is probably the most underrated underrated commentary guy in the history of wrestling very I, I just so yeah, good. and I could I could see the again the smarky people that oh you know solar plexus and how many times can you cut the electricity with a knife, dude? That guy was the best, and especially when when you had him and Jesse, and then him and Bobby, those are two iconic 
teams. You could tell they genuinely liked each other. You can like, I was, I was very frustrated to see that, 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 you know, the, the, the uh, observer readers, like you had to, you had to be some certain type of just snot to be an observer subscriber in the 1991. If you were voting for gorilla monsoons, the worst, uh, like you had to be like a modern day, like, um, you know, uh, avocado toast hipster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the wrestling equivalent of like you had to be insufferable if you hated Gorilla Monsoon that much. It's, I don't. I well, don't get. To, it. I, to I know bury, it's, it's just it's very strange. To bury the readers even more, for them to put NWA and control your narrative under WWE as worst promotion, right? Fill them with fire. That because those two promotions absolutely were dog shit this year, and for them to continuously vote WWE worse than them is absolutely a travesty. Dude, NWA has no idea. They have no. They have no plan. There's. There's no. There's no plan with. They. They just. They just do things. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They're just out there running plays. That's all they're doing. There's no, there's no game plan. They're just pulling, they're just pulling plays out of a, out of a hat up in the, up in the OC booth in the press box. They're just there's running no, mesh and no four verts is all they got right now. Mesh and four verts. They get, they've got no plan. And a full, and a fullback trap every once in a while. Yeah. Fullback. <laughs> um, the last one I had, uh, the longest you can go was, was bad belt branding. And I know we've talked about yeah. this a little bit with the new Japan stuff, but um, the CMLL belts, I, I haven't really seen them super close, but they look old. They look like they're probably either the same belts from 50 years ago or they're reproductions of belts from 50 years ago. So, and I know, you know, even with the WWE, I, I, I don't like that the, the belts don't look like they're part of the same promotion, if that makes sense. All those belts should be, should be branded the same kind of way. Unless you're going to use belts that are, you know, uh, uh, like like historical belts. If you want to go back and bring back the WCW US heavyweight belt and make that the US heavyweight belt right now, then go do it. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you give contracts to make belts to several different entities in today's, you know, today's day and age, they're all going to look different and they're all going to look weird together. And I think that's a that's that's a, a, one of the biggest problems I have with the WWE is that their belts don't look like they fit together. Agreed. Yeah. I, I hate that. I want all the belts to look cohesive. Yeah. Very good. That was a good top. That was a good five. But I would say, I would say that new Japan's are the worst. Yeah. Right. And especially now, uh, yeah, they, and they went from, we talked about last week, but you know, we went from their intercontinental, and their world title fit and the never was close enough to the trios was close enough to the tag so it it all it all did it all made sense and now that's not the case and so yeah yeah i'm with you and that that tv that that tv belt's one of those big fat fat belts it's very strange yeah it's very strange um the um i think the the impact belts actually look really good the 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 world the world champion belt the women's belt and the tag belts all look pretty similar and they're yeah. all really good so like impact actually has their has their act together with their belts and the uh, uh really the defy belts the defy belts are really good too yeah the defy belts are good too I've seen the defy belts good five let's hear it mongoose what's your five okay um so my uh my number ten, ten is 
and I have a, a few different offshoots of this, but I've written down when the camera doesn't follow wrestlers like it's a sport. Well, okay. It, yeah. it, it's it's very frustrating, especially when you watch New Japan, when the idea is find the wrestlers, not wrestlers find the camera. To mm-hmm. then see the juxtaposition with American wrestling, where it's wrestler find the camera, yes. do your spot in front of the hard cam, turn to the hard cam, kick out in front of the hard cam, taunt in front of the hard cam, like to watch Jay White walk around and taunt a crowd, and it's up to the cameraman to follow him, or then you have the you or you also have the WWE cut 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 instead wow. of instead of just following the action as because you don't cut, cut, cut uh, 30 times during a play in football or right. during a play in basketball. In basketball, we have the wide court shot. There's an alley-oop dunk, and then we get a replay of a better shot. Yes. I don't understand why wrestling can't be the same. Do you, you know what I mean? Like th- that I, I don't I don't get. Rather than cut away from punches and kicks and everything, how about you just – let the guys work, trust your workers to work. And that like, if you want to do the, the cutting and things on your, your developmental, your NXT stuff, like that, whatever, but there is no reason to have multiple camera cuts when Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are fighting each other. They're yeah. hitting each other as hard as they can in the chest. What are we cutting for? And why are we not just following the action as if we're watching a sport? So that's my first thing. Um, the, my number nine, and I almost put this way higher on the list, but I pushed it back a little because it's not as bad as it used to be. The what chant? Yeah. Dude, the, okay. the what chant is cancer. It is so uh, terrible. What, what were you saying? What were you saying there, Andretti? Uh, I didn't say anything. I thought I thought I heard you. I thought I heard you. Yeah. The what chant is so bad. It, uh, it will kill anybody's promo. If you are not quick on your feet, it will completely derail your thought, your, your, uh, you know, your thoughts. Um, it will, it will throw you off your game, um, which can then completely corrupt a entire segment. If, you know, if there is, and then the other thing is um, it can turn anybody into a total geek whenever it's completely unwarranted. You know, and so I, 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 it is, it is one way that fans can hijack a show that like, it's, it's very frustrating for me. And I don't have any other fan things on there, but I think that that was of all the good that Steve Austin did. It's that's, it's the worst. And I hate that it's 20 years later and it's still here or 22 years later or whatever. And it's still here. Um, so that, that's, that was my number, my number nine, uh, my number eight is when companies own wrestlers names not wrestlers and the reason why is i don't want to know uh that la L- L- night for example uh i don't grand metalik is now grand metalik again in roh but like, and the reason why is they said that, you know, that it was his WWE branding or whatever, and he got rights to his name. But I very much liked whenever Lex Luger was in WCW and then he jumped to the WWF and he's Lex Luger. Yeah. You know, like it, it, I would have much preferred 
uh, Giant Gonzalez to have been El Gigante whenever he came over to WWF as opposed to Giant Gonzalez. But at least that was kind of close. Um, your Arn Anderson, your Tolly Blanchard, Ric Flair, uh, we, Steve Austin is another one. We have enough of these people that sting. You know what I'm saying? Like when we have wrestlers that own their names as opposed to the companies, when you go from company to company, you carry with you your legacy. Yeah. And I don't like I don't like whenever wrestlers can't do that. I understand why it happens. I just hate it. You know what I'm saying? I wish that if you were a wrestler that you you got to pick your gimmick name and you could carry that gimmick name with you forever. And then if they signed you to an NXT contract, you didn't have to become, you know, somebody else. You know, Walter could be Walter. It very, very much frustrates me that Walter is Gunther. You know what I'm saying? He's over huge. It's worked out just fine. But why can't you be Walter? You know, yeah. Walter, you know what I'm saying? It's, I don't know. So that was my number eight. My number seven is, and this sort of uh, piggybacks off of one of yours there, John, with the booking. I hate swerves for swerve's sakes. So just to, to tease you, and instead of it being a swerve where, oh my gosh, that all makes sense now, when, for example, we fully expect FTR to be this Joker team on Wednesday. If it ends up being like the gun club dressed up as FTR, uh, I'm going to be furious. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 and so like when, when you have logical booking, very often you have predictable booking and predictable matches, but look, dude, that's, that's the way sports are, especially combat sports. Like there's a reason that boxers and MMA people take tune-up fights before title fights. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they're supposed to win those. And every once in a while, when you have your action Andretti pinning Chris Jericho, you know, your Barry Horowitz pinning your uh, Chris Candido, um, you know, those kinds of things are great. But when it's a swerve for the sake of a swerve, like if action Andretti would have beat Jericho and then never was going to be on television again, which I was very scared was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're wasting time opportunities. You're lighting those things on fire. And so swerves for the sake of swerves, um, and it's it's not something that has happened as much, especially in the last like 24 months. And this is of all of all companies, which is really good. Um, but yeah, when it when it does, it's always really frustrating. Again, swerves are great, but whenever you're just swerving to swerve, I, I'm I'm not a fan. And then uh, my last one, um, and I call this the um, the Jimmy Uso uh, because the second that it happened in that match, I was livid and I continue to think about it and just get angry is whenever there is a rough bump and interference and somebody comes out from the back and lays a beat down onto somebody. And now we have the heel on the baby face for the pin and a referee just comes from the back and starts counting. What are you watching back there, dude? Why, how are you out there and just counting right now when yeah. literally on every television screen then in, in the back or you look, dude, unless they literally pulled you out of a bathroom stall while you were mid dookie, they say, get out there right now. We need somebody to count. You should know what's going on, which is why you're running out there in the first place. It, it's so, like, it, so why are you going out there to count and not to disqualify or to whatever? You know what I'm saying? 
Yes, it almost would benefit them if they showed, if they gave, like, even if it was a quick cutaway where it was like, we need you, we need you, and then all of a sudden you just see him run out. Yeah, I, I just, I, that really, that really grinds my gears to, we have a referee come in from the back after there's blatant interference. Yeah. Or maybe not even interference. Like, you know, the referee get, goes down and the heel pulls brass knuckles out and smashes a dude or hits him with a brick or do you know what I'm saying? Or, or whatever else. Um, and now we're going to come out and count as the second referee because the idea of the referee being down is they didn't see it. Yep. But when you have a second referee, you saw it. So what right. are you doing? And that is that it's, it's completely illogical, nonsensical. And I, I, I hate that. So that, that was my five. That's a good one. I totally agree with that one. These are all great. Oh, I can't wait for, I can't wait for next week, guys. <laughs> you know, and you know, what's really cool is that we didn't, we didn't even vet these and we talked all about different things. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Look at us. Yeah. 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 I can't wait till all of our top fives are the exact same. Whoever goes first and then the other two are just furiously scrambling, uh, crossing out their notes and trying to think of stuff that irritates them. <laughs> Uh, oh we get we got how about a quick top five of the week before we get into this show john yeah let's do it yeah let's go uh you want to go uh you want to go mongoose sure sure so um i actually i had uh for my number five i was going to erase it completely but i don't want to so i'm going to change it to an honorable mention um, my number five originally was Wheeler Yuta in Orange Cassidy. Um, changed that to an honorable mention uh, because of something that literally happened a couple of minutes before we started taping. Um, but that match was awesome. Like, I, I'm not, I, I think that Wheeler Yuta, you know, he's not a lot of charisma. He just fine as a worker. Um, I think Orange Cassidy's the greatest. Those two were lights out for like whatever that was 17 minutes or whatever that was last Wednesday. You know, I, I started the dynamite show. Those two guys came out and I'm thinking to myself, okay, if I have to, I'll just fast forward a little bit, you know, to get to the finishing sequence or whatever. And that happened to be one of those matches where right from the beginning, I was like, okay, uh, you're getting me. And then they, they built it incredibly well. The near falls were great. It was worked awesome. So that, that was a, that easily, that's a, you know, four-star match to lead off your dynamite show out of two guys that are just fine workers. But like, it's not like I was expecting to be blown out of my socks with that leading off the show. And I thought that that was great. So it needed mentioned. I have replaced that my number five, is now just Cody Rhodes. Uh, and the reason why I have Cody Rhodes on here is um, I was watching the uh, I was watching the Raw show from last night this morning. And um, <laughs> dude, that guy comes out and when he hits the ground, whenever he does the, oh, it hits the ground, the pyro goes off. And oh. then he gives the belt to that little girl, which I almost started bawling on the treadmill because he gave the belt to that little girl and she was yep. so happy. And then I made ba ba uh, baby mongoose watch it this afternoon then. And she was all about it. And so then we ended up going back and rewatching his three minute um, road to Royal rumble uh, surgery video. Yeah. And he's just, he's such a baby face in that. And uh, like I, so Cody bumped that match 
uh, because he's he's the greatest. I thought that that was awesome. Um, my number four, and this sort of uh, dovetails off of what I was just saying. My number four, guys, is AM cardio. Okay, morning cardio is the greatest thing. Okay, yeah. I, I I have different iterations of morning cardio. I have what I call penance cardio where I am doing, I'm running to try to burn off the, the uh, you know, the sinful calories that I indulged in the day before. Um, and now I am in, uh, I'm in a really good groove of running to start the day. And then you get that, like, you get that endorphin rush, your shower's great, you're driving to work, everything's good. Like I, hey, morning cardio, man, when you get out of bed to do it, it's, so totally worth it. I've never got up and got on the treadmill and regretted it. I've many times woke up and saw and been late and not able to do it, you know, wanted to sleep or whatever, and then drug myself into the shower and thought, ah, I should have woke up earlier. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's, it's, yeah, it's really, really crazy. So AM cardio, number four. Um, my number three, Chris Jericho. And the reason why Chris Jericho makes this list is he's just, he's the best man. You know, he, that thing that he did with Starks, I thought they were both awesome, but him being able to still play dude that's getting hoodwinked. Yeah. was great. That him getting the, the whenever Shivani so funny. Cause you know, Shivani just wasn't watching wrestling for all those years and had no idea why the pen was over. He's like, oh my gosh, they're popping for a pen. Yeah, dude, it's because that was a huge thing for the three and a half years that you were just watching Georgia games or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, yeah, and, and that that match with Starks is, I, it's going to be great. I very much expect him to win totally dastardly. And I I'm, I hope, I, I have high hopes for that entire match segment, whatever angle coming out of there. So Jericho makes it because, He's just, he's the best man. Um, my second thing, rainbow sprinkles. Mm. Specifically the longer, the yes. fatter ones. Mm. I don't want, I don't want those little uh, non-peril things. You know what I mean? Mm. Get those out. Uh -uh. No, this, the soft, long rainbow sprinkles. Um, look, dude, ice cream, mm. sugar cookies, mm. cake, oh, cupcakes, they, they enhance all of it. Yep. They, they make everything better. Uh, and so rainbow sprinkles are there, man. A baby, baby mongoose. She was, she, she was really good this weekend. And so for a treat, we hit some, uh, we hit a, a half gallon of uh Turkey Hill chocolate and vanilla split oh, down yeah. the middle. And then, um, and uh, she wanted some rainbow sprinkles to go with. And I'll tell you what, daddy had a bowl or two. You know, there, there, it's all right. Cause I'm hitting, I'm hitting those AM miles, but right, uh, right. yeah, brother, the rainbow sprinkles and my top thing, top thing, number one with a bullet is Brock Lesnar versus Omos confirmed, or as he called him Omos, which is a small Catholic school in uh, Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Uh, our mother, of, our mother of sorrow, shout out. Uh, we used to scrimmage them all the time. We love you, Omos. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Used to scrimmage them all the time. Uh, whenever I played for the Long Barn too, uh, many, many years ago. Good uh, Lord. 
You know what I'm talking about there, right? Right, Ains, ready? You, you pick it up I when I'm do. putting it down? I know, I know all too much. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, and they would kick our heads in because we were like the little giants of basketball. Like we would, we would just hope that like, that like Duker and people that actually knew how to play could take care of us. And then uh, almost is out there like legitimately running motion and plays and stuff like that. And we're legitimately like, I'm just trying to like, like box people out, even though the ball's being dribbled up the court, you know what I mean? Like I I had no idea what I was doing. Um, So yeah. So uh, Brock calling him almost popped me huge. And that segment with um, MVP was great. And the fact that he threw out the F5 and the fact that I know that Omos is going to have to get thrown around by a guy who's going to throw him around, whether he wants to get thrown around or not. I can't wait, dude. It's not going to be bad. It might not be good, but it's not going to be bad. And for me, it is going to be awesome. And so the fact that we have that confirmed, I am all in. So that's my top five of the week. Nice. Andretti, what's your top five? Uh, I don't know if I can top that, but I'll do my best. So my, <laughs> my, uh, my, my number five, I, you know, like I said, man, I want to give credit where it's due. Um, Paul White and Matt Menard on commentary during Dark and Elevation. Those guys are actually really good. Um Paul White pops me every week because he will say, this is the best hour of wrestling of the week. <laughs> and it's not accurate, <laughs> but it's, it's, it, it pops but, me every time. So does he, does he say it like he's in on the joke? No, uh, he, is. Even... <laughs> he is, but he says it's straight. But, yeah. uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. So like, like, yeah. So he says it's straight, but like the, is the, this the context of that? Like, yeah, like how yes. like how Tazzle yes. deadpans that that's out. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, I mean Matt Menard too, man. Matt Menard is doing a really good job on that on the commentary. I really like Fat Matt. Yeah, hopefully those guys will get will get pushed a little bit more now, you know, with the with the tag team stuff. They're, they're awesome. Um the next one I had, I had Cassidy and Yuda on my list as number four. Um, those guys came out of the gate 100 miles an hour. They had an unbelievable match. I mean, people don't realize how good of an athlete Orange Cassidy really is. I know that guy, that guy gets a lot of unjustified hatred thrown thrown at him by, you know, smart mark wrestling fans that are just, you know, goof goofballs. But that dude is a hell of a, a hell of an athlete. I, I'm really digging the title run that he's on right now and acting like he doesn't care, but he still does. Um, Wheeler Yuta, you know, he's he's had his ups and downs on the Podski over the uh, over the course of the past year. But you know, that guy. Him, him working heel, I think, is smart. He's he's a much better heel where he can get out there and throw people and, and, and you know, do dastardly stuff. I think it, I, he's just a lot better at it. So the uh, match was um, incredible. They, they, they've got a really good a really good habit of coming out of the gate on Dynamite with something that is just fantastic right away. There, it's, the, it's the best openers of ever, any wrestling show I've ever seen in, in the history of, uh, history of wrestling. So I mean, hats off to those guys for that because that match was that match was unbelievable. That um, that that slow turn really quick. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I I forgot to write that down. That not I don't want to even say slow turn. That that was awesome how they worked Claudio in. I think that that puts a fresh coat of paint on Wheeler and Claudio. And I I I thought that that was really well done, man. To to turn him into a 
listen, I, I don't get down like this to have Claudio come out and say, uh-uh, you know, you, you're going to be, you're going to be a rotten bastard because that's what we are. We're rotten bastards. I, that was, that was great. I'm really glad you brought that up. That, yeah. It's awesome. Great. It's great. I mean, Claudio, Claudio is awesome in that role. Look, there it's, it's tough to get, it's tough to be a baby face in 2023. We, we, we all know that, man. It's really, it's really hard to do that. But when you kind of skirt the line, like Moxley does, that's why those guys are so great together. That's why the whole, the whole, you know, combat club is so great because they're guys that'll that, that do what it takes to, to win. And they're awesome in the ring and they, and they're, they're not great people. So mm-hmm. that, that's kind of, that's kind of why they're, why they're, you know, they're like the, they're a great baby face unit of 2023. For what it is, but okay. So for my um, for my number three, I had a match from last night from CMM uh, from the from the Fantastic Mania New Japan CMLL uh, match uh, card from last night. Um, Soberano Junior versus Titan. Um, Soberano Junior, man, he's probably my guy. I think in CMLL at this point, I've been watching those shows now for probably about a month, month and a half. He's he's probably my my guy. Um, he does an unbelievable like twisting body press off the top rope that is just fantastic man and it looks it's super fast the guy's unbelievable athlete he's a little taller than some of the some of the guys in uh in cmll but you know great great he's great he's really great the the guy he took on um was titan and titan actually is not a super tall guy um man titan's great everything that guy did was excellent he's he's great top rope submissions guy much better with submissions than what i expected it to be they tore the house down in that in that main event last night on Fantastic Mania, that was the best match I'd seen um, on any of those any of those shows yet. And again, I, I know I missed a couple shows because of the power outage and everything. And I'll go back and catch up with it. But I thought Soberano and, and Titan from last night, man, that that match was fantastic. Fantastic Mania, exactly. Um, my number two, uh, Mayor of Kingstown, man. Are are you guys watching Mayor of Kingstown? No. I oh haven't. Watched it. I want to. It's on. It's on a. Li- it's on a long list of shows to watch. I, I haven't. I haven't watched anything since the uh, since Physical One Hundred. So Jeremy Jeremy Renner is the main guy, and it's so good, man. They they do just and <laughs> an, an unbelievable job of kind of presenting the town as its own thing. It almost feels like it's its own planet that none of these people can escape from, right? It's like this inner city, really, really crazy environment that everybody's in. And it's just, it, it's always like raining. It's really dark all the time. Like the whole atmosphere of that show is so good. And the storyline is so good. But it's kind of, it kind of makes you almost feel like, like when you, when, when, when I used to tell you guys about watching, um, watching um, uh, Lucha Underground. Like when you watch Lucha Underground, it kind of puts you into that environment, right? Where you're you're in the Aztec Temple, and and everything that happens in the Aztec Temple is is pertinent only to the Aztec Temple, right? And that's kind of what Mayor of Kingstown feels like. Is once you're involved in that and immersed in that environment, they do such a good job of, of treating it like it's this. It's the only thing in the in the universe is the city, and they Those do such a great job of that, man. It th- shows that's awesome. yeah, that's the best TV. That's that's why that's why Game of Thrones was such a huge thing. Is that is that for an hour you were in Westeros, man? Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. That's cool. They do, you know, it's it's cool too because 
there's always like sirens going off and there's always cop cars in the background. It just feels so dangerous all the time. It, what an atmosphere. It's really great. That like, uh, that, you know what that reminds me of is akin to the, um, to the, the finale of uh, Breaking Bad. Like that entire finale. Have you seen? Have you seen Breaking Bad? Yeah, I haven't ready? seen it. In, I haven't seen it in a long time. But you, you saw. So you. But you're familiar, right? Yeah, yeah. So spoiler alert to anybody that hasn't seen this show twelve years ago. Um, but they uh, that that last episode, man, when it's the lights are going and the world's crashing in on Walter White. Like you're in this like heightened state of anxiety the entire time. Do you know what I mean? So I when you say that like dangerous feel, I I. I sort of pick up what you're getting at there and that's that's sort of what that makes me think of right away it was just like like i i was i remember being legitimately uncomfortable throughout that whole thing like you know like because you're i don't know you feel like you're you're there that's that's awesome um my my number one um and again i i know i've said this before i don't watch nxt on tuesdays i only watch nxt on thursday nights so for whatever reason so I, if whatever happens on the show today, while you know the tonight when while we're recording this on Tuesday, whatever happens tonight, I have no idea. But I, I wanted to give two shout outs. So number one, Tony D'Angelo, dude, that guy has gotten better and better over the course of time. When he first started with this stupid mafia gimmick, it was dumb as hell. But that guy has embraced it. He's really made it its own, and it, it's awesome now. It's, it comes off as is pretty believable for the most part. But he he is a legitimate tough guy that can get in there and throw people around. He, he looks like, he looks like an old school tough guy. His body looks like an old school tough guy. And he, he has a match tonight with die Jack that I think is going to be really great. So I can't, I can't wait to watch that match on, um, on, on Thursday. And the other one, you know, a less serious, less serious note, um, NXT shout out, um, Stevie Turner, this Stevie Turner gimmick, dude, is it's, it's so over the top. It's so dumb. And I can't stop loving every second of this. Last week, they had Vic Joseph ask her a question while she was doing her quote-unquote stream, her, her live stream or whatever. And Vic Joseph asked her a question, and she just shut him down right away. And they, they, they posted a graphic on the screen that said, stream has ended, check back soon. And I exploded. It was unbelievable. And she's pretty good to rank. She's pretty good. But the, uh, the gimmick of her, her gimmick right now is that she's like telling stories about other people that are on the roster and she's just, and she's bad mouthing people and <laughs> she's saying like negative things about some of the other women on the roster. And I, and I actually think it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool and pretty funny, but the whole, the whole like live streaming gimmick that she has where she's like a, like a, almost like a, like a podcaster or a social media person, whatever it is, it's really, really stupid, but it's also very funny. So I, I, uh, I, I I'm digging that. Was she the was she the girl that was filming the the fight quote unquote air quotes that broke out at the performance center? Was that her? Maybe I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like that social media angle that they that they filmed a couple of weeks ago. Was the key lines getting hurt in the parking lot? No, yeah. this was this was in the performance center, and they showed like, uh, and I don't know who the who the guys were, but it was it was a chick that was filming. Yeah. Um, and I, now, and I might just be like implanting the false memory, but yeah. now I have her being the blonde girl there saying like, oh, here we are. This is awesome. No, and who then, was oh, that? That was, that was somebody else. I can't okay. remember who it was though. Okay. So you know, you know, the angle yeah, thing I know we're talking, talking about. about. Okay. Okay. That was the Grayson Waller thing where he went in there and started yelling at people. Gotcha. 
Okay, Fake, you're up. All right, my uh, top five. At number five, I have to piggyback on what Mongoose said. I'm putting uh, I'm putting over basement gyms. Uh, Chase and I, we moved our gym from the garage to the basement, and the workouts have gotten insanely better because I'm not freezing my ass off and trying to grab that frozen bar with that like fresh knurling on there. Oh, it's yeah, the workouts. Yeah, I, listen, Andretti, I will be able to. I could probably get us a 20 minute match if we have to when we're it when we're out there for WrestleMania week. If something happens and we got to get in the ring, you can and you get in there and you need some help, you can give me the hot tag and I can carry us the rest of the way. Let's just say that. I only work singles matches now, man. <laughs> My tag team days are over. <laughs> uh, Going for the gold. Uh, my number four, uh, the Razor Ramon Ultimate Edition. Uh, I got that on Friday. That thing is insane. It is such a good figure. Uh, I got the just the regular one that resembles the Hasbro. Um, I had the Defining Moments one, and the Defining Moments basically remake was the Chase. I didn't get that one. I just really like the yellow vest and the red trunks. Very, very well done. Uh, if you're looking for a Razor Ramon figure for your collection, I would highly recommend the Ultimate Edition because there's nothing better than those Ultimate Editions. There's not, there's not enough good Scott Hall figures. Yes. You would think that he would be an easy figure to make. Right. There are, there's a there's plenty of them that, that, that all those those classic superstars look oh. more like uh, fake Razor than they do Razor. I, I was just about to say that. I yeah. Dude, I used... I used that classic superstars razor remote as Rick Titan. <laughs> I really did. Cause it looks, it looks exactly like Rick Titan. Yeah. It's they're bad. I, I my hope is that whenever they do WrestleMania reveals for the figures this year, and they are doing the ultimate two packs is that they do a, uh, a big Kev and Scott Hall NWO ultimate edition that would be a killer two-pack that's what i'm hoping for um i I, this would then this would kill your gimmick because you have the you have the actual mattel creations but my hope is that we get a so you have smiling baby face kev i want short hair spiked up mullet uh sean michaels kev with all to as another sean but an ultimate Sean uh, in that, like, you know, it may be in that uh, mania 10 gear, something oh, like that. Maybe. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? That, yeah, yeah that's uh, because the, the click guys are the only things that I'm, I'm interested in or certain things like baby mongoose's favorite match. I got the, uh, the taker and the triple H from tw- mania 28 with the Michaels referee. Um, mm-hmm. I will be buying the dusty roads and uh, macho King from um, mania six, because that is uh, Mrs. Mongoose. That is the only, she said is the only wrestling match she's ever liked was that mixed tag. Uh, and so because of that, I need those two figures, but yeah, like I would love to have the, the old school diesel diesel, um, bodyguard with a like a mania 10 sean would be awesome the uh a build a figure bodyguard diesel would be sick that's how that i think that's how they should do that that would be awesome That'd be smart. 
the in other uh, figure news, they are doing the Coliseum collection uh, drop tomorrow at noon. That will be the uh, the Rick Rude and the Jake the Snake Robin. So if you're looking for those two, they're going on sale tomorrow, which is technically Wednesday. So you'll be hearing this a day late. So hopefully you got them. And uh, my number three, I'm putting over thrift stores. Uh, the the missus and I have been hitting up some just for fun to see what we can find. I picked up Andretti, a WCW uh, NASCAR uh, matchbox. So he's going to get that when we get out there to um, WrestleMania. Uh, and number two, I have uh, God's Chillin' because we are big lovers of God's Chillin' stash pages and all them. If you don't know who they are, they basically do their own clothing, merch drops for certain different gimmick types. So I believe this week uh, on Friday, God's Children is doing a WrestleMania 14 drop, and it's going to be a big one apparently. So uh, excited to see what he does for that. And uh, number one is The Mandalorian will be uh, airing tonight at midnight. So if you're a Mandalorian season three, uh, that is dropping tonight, and I'm super excited to watch that tomorrow. I've only ever seen clips of Baby Yoda. I, I I've I've watched I've watched 25 minutes of Baby Yoda being cute, uh, <laughs> because that's all that's all my kid ever wants to see. So I've never seen the Mandalorian. Just I've seen a whole bunch of uh, Gruku eating uh, frogs or whatever. Whenever he ate, <laughs> whenever he ate all those eggs, yeah. he, got tr- he got in trouble for eating all those eggs. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all. It's literally all I've ever seen. Such a great show. I'm so I can't I can't wait to get that WCW NASCAR. I'm building a hell of a collection here with these WCW NASCARs. Yeah, I know I that, that I got that one. I got that I got the Scotty Riggs one for four dollars in, in Long Island when we were up there. I know that I have an NWO one upstairs in the attic with my cars. I know That's I have awesome. it's a Wolfpack one. I'm like dead certain it's a Wolfpack one. I'll have to find it. You're doing yourself a disservice if you have cars in the attic. You need a cars display. I well, I know well the for the listeners i have a enormous i have an entire room the whole man cave is is all figures and i just don't have room for any other displays but i do have a ton a ton of the nascar cars you can you can you can find creative you can buy it you can get a thrift store shelf shelving unit and just i know i have it, you know at, I have it at my parents house i have a whole thing on the wall where it's got all the good stuff in it But all right, the main event, we got the AEW Revolution. It is going to be on Sunday night on the BR app. I don't want to hear you complain if you don't know how to use the BR app. It is literally the easiest app to use. Purchase it on there. Get an Apple TV. It literally works every single time except for the last time. (laughs) Whenever Mongoose and I watched it and we tried to pause it and talk and then we ended up watching literally an hour, maybe 20 minutes of the show because we were just talking the whole time. Yeah, Yeah. what had happened was and it wasn't we 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 mother F the app up and down, but it was our fault because we stopped it and then we tried to jump back into the show like an hour and 45 minutes later. Uh, so that yeah that was our fault yeah i i I got we got to take the we got to take the heat for that one yeah it's it is it is very easy to use it was it's it's not it's not as user-friendly as like peacock or whatever don't get me wrong but like you said 
if you have an Apple TV, especially, I don't know what, you know, what Roku or whatever the, those other ones are, but, or Fire Stick or whatever, Apple TV, dude, you go to the app, you click and you watch. It's that simple. It's, yeah. it's, it's nothing crazy. It's no different than Fight or anything else like that. So simple. Uh, but yep, yeah, it's going to be on a uh, Sunday. We got some matches here. I think we only have eight matches announced right now. We have some additional ones that might be added. Uh, since we're recording this on Tuesday night, we have dynamite tomorrow night. We have a big dynamite tomorrow night. So um, the dynamite, they're going to do the casino battle Royale for the fourth team. That's going to be added to the tag team match. And I'm assuming that the wild card is going to be FTR. If it's not, we will riot, or at least I will. Uh, and then we have a, uh, the, face of the revolution ladder match tomorrow night as well that is interesting that they're keeping that off the show i like that they're keeping the matches low because we do have that uh oh. hour long iron man so it's interesting that we don't have a jade match we don't have an orange match as of right now uh so there's some interesting things that could play out here in the next couple of days or they could add them to rampage i i would assume that to be honest, I, I would assume that Orange and Jade are pre-show matches. Okay. And, and and look, man, that's a perfectly fine pre-show. What yeah. you know, like you you have, both of them are on the card, and with an hour-long match already slated, I just don't want it to be one of those things where we go back and we're like, that didn't need to be on here. And what was that? Was that two shows ago? I mean, every single show we can cut a little bit out, but their pay-per-views are so good. They're so long, but they're so good. But what was the one with the um, the Sammy Guevara match with uh, Ty Conti, the mixed tag? Was, was, that, that, was, that, was that full all, gear? Was that full gear or all out? I can't remember. That, that was the show where I remember being like, oh, this could have been so awesome if it wasn't on the show. Like if this was on dynamite or if this was uh do you know what i'm saying like i that's i'm hoping that they don't try to shoehorn things in like that and look a three minute jade squash or whatever it'll be and a seven eight 12 minute orange cassidy match put those on a pre-show man that'd be a great that's a great buy-in thing to get people to to get talked into the show yeah and so yeah we got the so the matches that are listed right now we have uh, we'll just start off. We got Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho and the JAS is banned from ringside. So that is what we've already talked about that one just a little bit. Um, any uh, any thoughts on that match other than that? We think that Jericho is going to be awesome in this match. Really, I'm really high on Jericho. So I, it's it's going to be some dude. They The way that they did, nobody outsmarts the Ocho. Mm -hmm. Starks thinks he outsmarted him. Jericho is going to have somebody's going to come that's not in the JAS or yeah. a new member is going to come. Um, so you know, the 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 Will Hobbs would make some sense, being that him and Starks have some have uh you know a little bit of history, um, or someone someone along those lines. However, uh I, I don't know who it would be or what it would be. Maybe we'll, we'll have more of a clue of that this week, or maybe it would be a total surprise if it's somebody making a big return or something like that. But yeah, that I would expect that we get how I said, I hate swerve for swerve sakes because it's Jericho. I would trust that it's a swerve for a reason. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That, that we, that we get some sort of turn that's going to lead to an, another big angle. So I'd say Jericho goes over, but He's, he does not win clean. 
because the JS is banned, somebody interferes, something happens, and that's why. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that I think that somebody is gonna come out. I don't know, because Ricky already got the win the first time. So and they typically don't really do 50-50 booking, but if we are 50-50 booking, then Jericho would get the win. But the way that they've played that all out, it makes me feel like that's what they're going to do. They're going to do so someone's going to turn or something like that. And I think that Alvarez and or Sempervivi, they had mentioned uh, that Will Hobbs would be a great candidate because yeah, he's kind yeah, of a floating awesome. man right now, which yeah. would, would be awesome. What are your thoughts, uh, Andretti? You're talking about putting Hobbs in the JAS. Is that what you mean? No, but th- because the JS is banned, that Jericho would basically hire him as a as a as a hired gun. Okay, because he's he's from Oakland, um, you know the Bay Area or whatever, and that show that shows in the Bay Area, and so I would expect that he wins that ladder match on Wednesday for that reason. Um, we've been seeing those Book of Hobbs things for how long, and those have been great segments. Yeah, and he is a killer. Yeah. And and so I, you know, I, I think that that would be a great way to and I don't want him to be in the JS because they already have their muscle in Hager. Yes. I would I would like him to be a, a hired gun. It's sort of what he did with um, uh, whenever he brought in. Uh, was it him? Was it in the running Cobb? Yeah. 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 I was going to say it was. Yeah. So like like that. That's what I'd like. Yeah, that would be really good. Prediction who you got there. I'll take Starks. I'll take Starks. I'll I'll say I'll say no shenanigans. Starks beats him. If it's, yeah, if it's no shenanigans, I guarantee Starks beats him. I yeah. I just I think that the shenanigans, and and I think that it's I think that they do it. I trust Jericho to get Starks over with shenanigans. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. okay. like to not bury him. That I'm going to get this guy over, and I'm going to get myself over, and I'm going to create a new storyline. Because I'm the wizard. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, next, we have the AEW Women's World Championship. This is a match that I particularly am not too thrilled about. Uh, it has just been a very lackluster build for me. It, and it kind of really... There's no room for Britt Baker on the show, so this will be her her pay per view streak will be uh, coming to an end if they don't do something with her. With it, there's just no place for her. She's not in a storyline really for her to fit in here. So uh, but we have champion uh, Jamie Hader versus Soraya and Ruby Soho. I am very less than enthused to see a Soraya match again. It's maybe that's how they get Britt on the show. Maybe they do the turn with her and her against hater and then that's where they go to for double or nothing and then soraya and soho they have an angle maybe that's where they go i don't know i i think that kind of makes sense i just booked out on the fly there i think that kind of makes sense for the future but i'm i'm for hater retaining i just really don't want to see soraya as champion she just has not brought anything to the table that's warranted her to get this um, achievement of being a champion. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's, it's not, it's not been good. Um, I love Jamie Hader. You, you, you brought me around on that one. Um, and we've, we've talked ad nauseum about Soraya and how much of a dud this has been so far. But um, if I had to, if I had to place my bet, my bet is going to be that Soraya ends up with that belt, and then it's going to be Soraya and Britt Baker at the next show. Uh. And- 
And putting that belt on Soraya is having a baby to save the marriage. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's it's making a big move that doesn't need to be made that probably isn't going to work out. Oh, it's and, not going to work out. And and I think yeah, I th- I think that I think it's it's desperate and I I hope not. That it should be it should be Jamie Hader and if it's not Jamie Hader, then it should be Ruby Soho. And the reason why is that Soraya doesn't need the belt, man. She right. doesn't. And so uh, yeah, use that belt. And Soho, it would actually be a really cool story if Soho would come out on top and win that belt because she's been somebody that has had a lot of opportunities and she's never, she's always been in the championship matches and she always loses. So like if she got over the hump, like that would be a really cool story for her. I would actually, well, they, they, they made, they made mention of the fact that she has lost a match since she came back. Correct. I think so. Yeah, they have mentioned that several times. So maybe, maybe they are going to go that way. I don't know. Maybe they if do. I'm, if I'm going to pick, that'll be my pick. I'll pick Ruby. I'll pick Ruby for the. I'll pick Ruby. I'll pick Ruby. And I, I do really like your your idea of maybe Ruby even gets it because Brit. We had all that dissension teased with Brit and Hater. Now they're buddy buddy. Maybe maybe it's something where Brit doesn't necessarily outwardly slap her in the face, but maybe Brit doesn't help. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like may, maybe she's there and something happened and she doesn't. And so that's what can then rekindle that or whatever. And then sure. they can do the blood feud with Hater and yeah. Brit. And then you can do Saray or whatever with Ruby as champion. And because I think Ruby's got something, she's got something for that division. I like Ruby. It just feels like she always gets a build and then they just kill her dead at the pay-per-view. She gets the Bray Wyatt effect at a pay-per-view. Yeah. She's always losing at a pay-per-view. Which I don't I don't have a feeling that things are on the verge of changing. So I'm gonna probably go with a lot of predictable picks. Yeah, I would I I agree. I don't think that there's much outside of the box that they can do that's gonna be different, really. I mean, it's I feel like there's no really bold choices that you can really make on the card personally. Um, All right. And then uh, next we have the TNT championship, which I outwardly said two weeks ago, I had no idea who the TNT champion was and it's Samoa <laughs> versus Wardlow. And if we're doing this right, Wardlow wins, I would assume. And let's not kill him dead this time when he gets the belt. Let's see him on TV. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like this is a feud that's been going on way too long and it hasn't been that great. And I do like Samoa Joe, but just something's not clicking right now. I'm excited for what he might do in ROH because since he's the TV champion, but it's crazy that I know he's the TV champion, not the TNT champion. So yeah. here's the thing, man, is that Wardlow was as hot as they could, as he ever could have been in Las Vegas mm-hmm. and then cooled immediately off. This guy got his hair cut because he had hair like his dad who got sick and passed away when he was young. If he doesn't beat Samoa Joe, then then I don't know, man. Then shave his beard, shave his beard and 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 call him uh Elijah or whatever and have him play the guitar with uh with Elias and uh Shamias or whatever their names are uh, on the other show. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, do you you he because once they brought the thing with his dad in you're showing the pictures of him sitting on his dad's lap like buddy you need I, i'm gonna i'm gonna be irritated if he doesn't win this match like i like I, I seriously am and then you if hobbs wins if hobbs wins the uh um 
the face of the revolution. You can get the belt off of Wardlow, man. You know, you can give him his big win. And then if you lose to Hobbs, ain't no harm in that. And then just let Wardlow do something else. Yeah. I wouldn't even hate it if Wardlow would graduate from this TNT championship to the world titles. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you, and you can, you could, you could crown Hobbs and let, let him do, let him do something else. Yeah. I'm with you. Agreed. Andretti, what do you got for this match? Uh, I'm assuming Wardlow's going to win this, but I agree that we've got to, we've got to move on here at some point and, and get him, get, get the, the MJF Wardlow match pretty soon here after Wardlow destroyed him not too long ago, which they haven't even mentioned in a long time. So really I don't know. I mean, I, I, I hope Wardlow wins the belt. I don't know if I care at all about this match other than just, I'm going to watch it. So I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm invested, but I, I don't, I don't really feel anything either way about it. Is, I, it can't, it, it has to be under 10 minutes. We need, yeah. we need seven minute, big meaty men, you know, Lesnar style, car crash match and that and i think it'll be awesome i I really do that that's what i like i like i'd like one of those big meaty men sprint matches and then you have you have wardlow wardlow with his hand raised at the end i think that that's the way it should be yeah hopefully they go that way i would i would like that a lot and i think the only reason that i do care about this match is because of that the videos with him and his dad and the haircutting like this would be a nothing happening match if they wouldn't have added the personal stakes yeah and and i'm glad that they did they uh, that actually was really good for the build here yes very good uh moving on we got the texas death match between moxley and hangman which we talked a lot about hangman earlier that segued us into uh everything we hate about AEW <laughs> uh but uh you know, I'm not I'm not much of a deathmatch guy, as I mentioned earlier. I will I will be excited for this one just because Moxley is the absolute king of the death matches. If you're gonna watch one, watch if you're gonna watch one, it's gotta be with Moxley in it. So this one will absolutely be this it's just gonna be a car crash and it's gonna be a train wreck. It's gonna be all of those adjectives. It's gonna be awesome. Um, so I'm here for this one. Excited to see where they do. I mean, I'm assuming that Moxley will win. Maybe Hangman gets the win here. Maybe that's I don't know. That would be an interesting little story to see how they segue. But uh, excited for that one. I think. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I think anybody can win, which is really good here. And I, you know, we had a lot to say about Hangman, obviously before, but this feud has been very well built this is the best feud on this entire card it and i really do like how they pivoted from hangman getting knocked out and they turned it into a story in a way that wasn't completely like distasteful do you know what i'm saying um like they made it work um i really liked all of their matches leading up to this I thought the fact that you had a Moxley roll up and that last match that they had was awesome. And the fact that you had a Moxley roll up, I thought was the perfect segue to this. And look, man, for as, as much as we could say that hangman isn't oozing, you know, oozing machismo and charisma, uh, Razor Ramon call back there. The dude can work and this match is going to be great. I, I think the, my favorite quote unquote match in this show is going to be the elite versus the house of black. Um, just looking at, you know, what the possibilities are, but this one could, this one could very well be when this one gets over, I'm freaking out and I'm saying, Oh my gosh, I need to see this again. 
the Texas death match is not the light tubes, thumbtacks, lights out match. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. The Texas death match is going to be fists, blood, count to 10 after the fall or whatever, you know, every time. So I, I think that, I think that these guys will work this really good. Dude, I saw John Moxley have a great Texas death match with Lance Archer. So I know that he's going to have a great uh, Texas death match with Hangman. I think this is going to be great. And and my if I had to pick, I, it's a total coin flip. So I'm going to go. I'll You know what? I'll go Hangman. And the reason I'll say Hangman is he would probably have the most to gain from this. Moxley's a made man. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe we could do something with Hangman then. So I, I'd pick him for that reason, but I, I don't know who's going to win. And that's why I'm really excited for this one. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think there's any question that Hangman's going to win this match and that Moxley is then going to offer the handshake and say, yeah, earn my respect. And then we're going to get MJF and Hangman. Hmm. I, it is interesting. I, you know, I didn't even think, and I'm such a mark for those tropes. When we get into favorite things about wrestling, one of them is literally going to be like the handshake trope. The, <laughs> the like, dude, I, I love that stuff, man. Have forever, always will. And I don't. Ha- I didn't, again, like I didn't I think said, about. I didn't even think about that. Like I said, I, I have got no reason to believe that things are going to get better in the short term. So I'm going with predictable things. That are going to happen with my picks this time. I don't. I, I don't have much faith in the show. I hate to say that. Yeah, and you know what's well. You know the bad thing about it though is is you, like I, I and then you can say that. I also I I completely they they've got my trust on pay per view. Week to week, I I they've they've lost my trust week to week, and that stories are going to make sense in the end and everything else. But you can you can bet. I mean, it's automatic almost that the that their four four pay per views are going to be great, and so I I do think that this will be awesome. They've never I they've think, never had a bad pay per view. Yeah, and I think that this is going to be one of the this re- match is going to be one of the reasons why I think this one will totally stand out. I have I have no doubt the matches will be good. Every one of them will be good. Yeah, I think I think every one of them will be good too. Uh, moving on, we got the trios championship with the elite versus the house of black. I think this is a really interesting matchup. Hopefully that this will be the end of the elite as trios. I would like them to break up. I mean, I think that the whole point of them being the champions was to kickstart that division. I'm, I'm hoping that, that, you know, this, they, they, they've set the table. Let's let's break them up. Let's get Kenny back into singles. Let's get the Bucks back to the tags, and let's 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 do let's 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 play the hits again. Um, I do. I just I don't understand why, and I, I'm with you. I don't understand why we we aren't we can't have the Bucks be in the tag division, Kenny be in the singles division, and then we have trios. Long yeah. goose. They're on their way back to the tag team division to save the tag team division in their minds. That's why the House of Black is going to win the belts. No, but I'm, no, but my point is, I don't know why they ever left. Like, I, I, it doesn't make sense to me why they would have. And now I know that why they they weren't on the show and everything, like the shows where they were suspended and all that. But I don't understand. Like, the Ring of Honor 
and the New Japan booking with those three specifically, and then with the Bucks, the Bucks and Page were the the hung Bucks. Uh, they were the super villains with Marty Skrull when Marty Skrull was the Ring of Honor television champion and the Bucks were the tag champions. Um, they were the Never Trios champions in New Japan when Kenny had the IC and the uh, the Bucks were the uh, New Japan tag. Like there's all sorts of precedents for those guys being in their own divisions and then coming together. And that, that's where I think that, that the company's screwing the pooch with this trios division is that this trios division would be over much more mm -hmm. if feuds from other divisions found their way into this one instead yes. of you having to be a trio. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's stupid. That really, it, that really frustrates me. They pushed the elite into a corner, gave them a belt so they could play with their friends. But here's the thing, man, is that I like I understand what you're saying. But my my rebuttal is that they they've been in companies where they've also been major players in their own divisions too. Like I that's what that's what I don't understand is like I don't know. And maybe maybe the exec in them wants to say, oh, we don't want to have our hand in every cookie jar. Maybe maybe that is it. Where, that's, where it that's so dumb. They've already they've already shown that 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 burn their ass the first year yeah, I, I, I i that's just it's very to not have kenny omega in your singles division is stupid they, the the we have we have this this uh battle royal roster of these tag teams some of them it's it's comical yeah who you have who you have going for the I just it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. I, it, so I I do want the elite to lose this so that they can go and go back to their own respective divisions. And well, then hopefully I will bet you I will bet you a Wawa sub <laughs> that those trios belts are the first belts to be cut. I and here's the thing I hope I hope not only because they they needed them for so long because they had so many trios. And the reason they had so many trios was you had tags and singles and they were friends. They were mini factions. So I don't like, yeah. and then they got their own division. And then all of a sudden everybody that was like Pac quit wrestling singles matches. Which why? why, why would he quit? Why are the Lucha bros not in tag matches? Why is Pac not a singles? That doesn't, it's, why is Aleister Black not, or Malachi Black like, I don't that 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 is that they took something that was teed up to hit a home run and that this this I think is has been their biggest misstep even more than adding the all American title or what all Atlantic title and blah, I think that this was a big screw up I really do yeah they they haven't done this right at all for me and my prediction is obviously that the House of Black wins. And my hope is that if my so my prediction is that the House of Black wins and that, you know, if FTR is the winners or, or are the wild card tomorrow night, that they will come out at the end of this or they will screw the elite in some way so that we get elite FTR, get them back to the tag division, rebuild that tag division with those two tag teams, get it back and. You know, hopefully that's what they're doing. I, I would assuming that FTR is going to be in that match tomorrow night, but that's what I—that's my hope for this match is that and, and, we get yeah. a clear and concise way that we're going back to the things that used to be, and that 
they should absolutely cut that all Atlantic belt and they should absolutely do everything that you said about the trios division. It should not be a set match of a set of trios. It should be a single and a tag and they can, they can flow in and out of the division and do whatever they want. They can enter the division when it makes sense. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like I said, it's the frustrating thing is that the, the two EVPs held trios belts within a two year span with Kenny uh, Adam Page and Marty Skrull. Yes. That, like they they literally got to pick their partner for whatever the feud was that made sense at the time. Yes. But but my my hope for this is that uh if I'm you know if I get to if I get to book fantasy book is that um that Malachi Black pins Kenny Omega mm-hmm. and that we get Malachi or Kenny versus each of the two and then we get kenny versus malachi black in a singles match yes. which we won't get because malachi is a trio right. <laughs> but that, that's what i would like to see is i would like to see kenny get pinned and then i would like to see kenny have to go through the first two to get to big daddy and then we get the that big blow off match that's that's what i'd like to see i'll have something for the end but i have an idea for kenny at the end we got we got andretti Oh, House House of Black wins, and the Young Bucks uh, make it their make it their manifest destiny to save the tag team division from the Gun Club, and then they come back and they quickly win the belts, and then no one cares. I see. I think I I I this is where we differ is that I think that FTR absolutely wins finally wins these belts. They there. All right. Well, when 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 Ari Davari and 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 Tony Nice are the are the fourth team tomorrow night, you're gonna realize that I'm right. And here's the thing, Andretti. That my entire beef with AEW started when they had to do that battle royal for the ta- for the singles belt that was vacated for the world title, and it was it was the nerd parade. You know what I mean? When when Dante Martin and stuff is out there for the for a shot at the singles championship and not Chris Jericho and all that. So I I I I hope I'm right, but if you're right, I can't say that I'd be surprised. I'd be frustrated, but I won't be surprised. Agreed, agreed. All right. So we got the uh moving on to the tag team championship. We got the guns versus the acclaimed and our boy Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, baby, and a team to be announced after the um, casino, uh, the casino battle royale tag team match tomorrow night on Dynamite. I could, I could see, I could see Lethal and Jarrett winning those belts because they got a big pop when they when they did the fake finish in Seattle. Yeah, I, I could see them putting the belts back on the acclaim too. I hope they don't. I hope that they I hope not. I hope none of those three teams win it. I hope that it's FTR. That's like the only right choice that is here. <laughs> and I and, I don't want to be that guy, but that's like the only choice that they have that will be right. Well, and and there's the there's the grumbling rumbling about are they gonna sign? Um, there was, they pulled the observer awards into an angle where, uh, Dax or cash, one of them said about like, Hey, Tony, thanks for not leaving us off. Like not recognizing us. April can't come soon enough or where, or tell me April's coming without telling me April's coming with air quotes. And so if, if they aren't booked to be in this and then when, then 
there this is a management disaster <laughs> to 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 allow all this to happen and then let these guys go to WWE like i sincerely hope that there is a handshake thing that says hey you know we'll re up for and it doesn't need to be 3 years it could be 6 months it could be you know 12 months it could be whatever i i but i would really like to see the ftr's never won the AEW ta uh, tag championships yeah, they did. so what's yes, that they they oh, did excuse me my, my my fault they 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 had him in the 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 for that first bucks match um i should say they they were they had the uh, iwgp they had the roh they had the triple a they couldn't get to the AEW tag champions is is what i was is what i meant to say there and so now that you know they they alleviated all the other ones put the belts on them man i'd like to see them with the belts in a real run with fans because yeah. that's what they didn't have the first time. Yes, 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 you're right. You know what irritates me the most about that is that they had the acclaim beat them clean. Yes. So, so maybe, maybe if you if you have, maybe that was smart because if the if FTR really is the mystery team and they come in and beat the guns, now you've got a feud right away that's ready ready made with the oh, acclaim. Yeah. That and makes can, sense. And, and, and they could beat the acclaim, and no one's going to be any worse for it. No, you're right. Yeah, I totally forgot that they pinned the acclaimed and then that or the acclaimed pinned them. And but that would make sense that they would come in and win and then beat the acclaimed in the title match. That would full circle. They're they're really good about stuff like that. Like that would make sense. Yeah, the, the, the redemption story. They are they are very good at that. And that you know, that was that was that whole that whole Adam Page, you know, fall the whole way down and then build yourself back up. Um, you know, that 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 loss to the acclaimed was sort of what spiraled them out. Because then they lost the AAA, and then they lost the uh, they lost the uh, IWGP, and they lost the ROH, and so you know now and and look, man, if they don't beat the acclaimed, which they shouldn't, um, then they get a chance to uh, like they should beat the Ass Boys. There's no other reason that the Ass Boys would have done that fake funeral if they weren't going to pin the Ass Boys. And yeah. then out of that, you say, hey, we're the acclaimed. We already beat you once. You didn't beat us for the titles. Here we go. And then after that, now you now you still have old Sanjay Dutt there with his pencil shirt saying, hey, you never beat us either. You yeah. know? Yeah. So whatever. Now I'm going, I'm going FTR. I'm going, I'm going the team that's not even on the card yet. And I yeah. and and anything that that they do differently, they shouldn't. Absolutely. All right. Well, our final match of the night is going to be a one hour Iron Man match between MJF and Brian Danielson is for the AEW World Championship. I am excited for this. Uh, they, they haven't done an hour long Iron Man in a long time. Very excited to see how they do this. I can see this. I don't think that it's going to go the route of like the angle Lesnar one did where it was a lot of falls. I think they're going to keep it small. Like they, it might, it could be a Brett and Sean type of Iron Man match. I'll be, I'll be furious. I, I don't want to they see that. They don't get a, a single fall. Yeah, I do. I do not want to see that. I, I, or like if they got a fall, like right at the end. So I, what I hope that we see is something similar to the Pac and Kenny, where Pac 
hit uh went off and hit Kenny with the chair and whatnot and took DQs on purpose to hurt Kenny. Brian Danielson's shoulders hurt. MJF should seriously take four DQs in the first 15 minutes and just do everything rotten, dirty, dastardly, go down like 4-0 and then pin him four times or you know three times or four times. Like if you give Danielson, if you give MJF two or three or four DQs because he keeps hitting him with a chair with his shoulder on the steps or something and then just lay him down step on him, do the Jericho flex or whatever, and then count to three, let him wave at everybody, step on him again, count to three, and then even it back out that way. I think that that's a really good, like that's your first 15 or 20 minutes. And now you got Brian Danielson, 20 minutes of selling. And then you go your last 20 in this arc is your back and forth, comeback, trade falls, big spots, and then I think you finish it with MJF is up by one. And again, it's a trope, but I'm I'm here for it. MJF's up by one. He's in the label lock. His hand is here. His hand is here. His hand is here. And the bell rings. That 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 that, that if I was if I was and look, man, I fully trust that Danielson will lay out an incredible match and that it's going to be. Very well worked. I I hope that we have. I do hope that we have at least eight total falls. That that's my my golden number. I'd love to see eight. Don't want to see less than five. I really like that idea of having more, uh, having eight or more. I like that idea. I I was hoping that we weren't. I just I was not sure which way they were going to go. I, I but I was hoping that they weren't going to go that Sean Brett style because it's just. I don't want to see that. Like Sean, Sean's my favorite of all time. Brett is one of my favorite to watch ever. And that match is it's good. I love, I like it's not in my top 10 in either of those two's matches. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's and it's them two against each other, main eventing WrestleMania. Like yeah. I and and the reason I think that that I like the big falls is I want, I do want cheap falls to get big time heat on mjf from for there's there should be a reason that we've been doing this shoulder stuff right yeah yeah so, okay. so take some dqs he's dude, he's a dirty rotten scoundrel so take some dqs and then just literally do the pin him with one finger pin him standing on him you know pin him while you're doing the rick rude hips or whatever like you know what i mean like i i would do i, I would love to see that and then really get into the match at three three or four three or whatever. What do you think, Andretti? Well, there's been you know people, whether it's justified or not, um, kind of asking the question about whether or not MJF is is good in the ring as he is on the mic, right? Um, Danielson is incredible at both. Um, Danielson will probably try to get MJF over big time as a credible in-ring worker with what he's going to lay out. Um, MJF will win the match and we'll get Hangman and MJF. Yeah, I, I think that MJF's going to win. I would, 
I'm thinking about some type of post-match shenanigans where we see the next layout of who the next challenger is. I don't think I think Danielson is going to really put him over. Uh, it's going to be really close, and you're going to think that Danielson's going to win. I think that this might really push because of how good Danielson is. It's going to push MJF to an even higher level. Hopefully, that should be the plan. Um, but I think that there's going to be some post match. It could be Omega, or it could be uh, if MJF wins. I think it's going to be punk that might walk out there at the end i'm hoping that's kind of what happens i mean he's been healed for now i mean it's been long enough on that tricep that would make sense he's been doing a lot more social media stuff lately that would be i they get that would be good to pick up that story right where they kind of left off could never get to tell the story because punk got hurt and that brawl out stuff i think that would make a lot of sense i would like that a lot but if i think if danielson wins what if Kenny came out at the end? I don't know. That might be like a cool type deal to segue into a new storyline, but I, I think MJF's winning all the way. Yeah, I, 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 that, I'll tell you what. There is precedent for Punk to show up because the hottest that that company ever was was all out two years, uh, not last year, the year before, two years ago when they had the first dance in August and then you had Punk's first match versus Darby and you finished that show with the back-to-back Adam Cole and Brian Danielson debuts. Um, The fact that we have Adam Cole returning to the ring, Mm -hmm. I think he could be your next contender. Yes, I like um, you know, and so so there's there's a there's a little bit of a wild card there. Um, the only thing with it being Adam Cole is that if it's Adam Cole, I hate to say this, but then he's got to beat MJF. Yeah, uh, right. Like you can't you you can't have Adam Cole come back as because you know if we if we need a big new baby face then you can't have him come back and then lose again. This would be like the eighth title match he's lost since he's been there. Then why does he keep getting title matches, right? Um, but uh, I, I think that Punk would make the most sense because he doesn't need to beat MJF. You know what I mean? He probably shouldn't beat MJF if you really want to get him over. And if he doesn't beat MJF, if they can make at least play nice in a locker room, doesn't yeah. that make the most sense it to does. now you, you have the smarks say, Oh, you know what? He came back. He did the job. He's a good guy. You know, again, like everything looks good on the surface and you know, you, you elevate MJF more over a big guy. I, I don't know. The, the, the only thing with punk is, is, is that uh, you could, you couldn't put the belt back on him. Right. Because, no, I don't because just, be, just because you can't, you can't third time wouldn't be a charm there. But I think that him and MJF, they're killer together. And so, yeah, I, I actually really like that idea a lot, John. That's that's a really good one. Well, look, I, I you know, like I said, guys, it's it, it feels I don't I don't feel like the energy um, leads me to believe that things are going to change in the short term. So I would not be shocked 
if there were very predictable outcomes, even though the sh- the wrestling on the show will be good for this pay per view. That's 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 just the way I feel about the whole show. I agree, but that 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 punk thing is an X factor, man. And you have Kenny with his adult comments. Mm-hmm. You if if and if he shows up, look, dude. All of a sudden, you got buzz. Oh, you got right. a lot. You, you do get a lot of buzz, and so. You know, we were just saying about you said about the energy, and then John was saying about like you know what what you know what 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 are we going to do move forward? Right there, it sets a big table. I I think that 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 could be a way to shock the you know not to say shock the system, but you know what I'm saying like to to really sort of jumpstart things back to life again. I I think that that makes a lot of sense. It was- yeah. All right. Well, that is the. AEW Revolution show. Uh, very excited for that show. Super excited to see what they do. Hopefully they get the uh, CM Punk deal at the end. I think that's the buzz that they need and that they're looking for. So, uh, but yeah, check us out on socials at the underscore Podski on Twitter, the underscore Podski on Instagram, uh, Facebook at the Podski with John Baker. Uh, if you ever have any trouble looking for links, uh, the links are in the bio. Just want to get that out there. If you're ever on any of our socials and you're not sure where to get your shows or how to listen to us, uh, the links are in the bio. It's really easy to follow. Uh, and don't forget to download, rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you for the AEW Revolution review next week on the Podski.